lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your supremely stuffed Sasquatch. I feel like you use Sasquatch before. I definitely did not because Sasquatch I, is technically not even a real thing. So I know that I didn't use it before. Because it's not a real thing, you know that you didn't use it before? That yes. doesn't make sense. Yes, it does make sense. I really feel like you Because it it's the first time I've used an, an animal, quote unquote, that is mythical. You got it. Mind your business. You got it. How are you doing, Danny? I'm okay. You're annoying right, me right now, but it's okay. I mean, that happens, you know? Often. But I can't help how you feel. That sounds like a personal issue. It, it is my personal issue. Okay. I'm just expressing it. So well, how are you, my good sir? I'm doing amazing. Godly. Debatable. I'm over here just in my own, you know, mm-hmm. realm. Is that so? My own world. I mean, that's typically where I find you. <laughs> Anywho, Touché. welcome to another episode of A Lover's Quarrel. Um, as you heard, I'm your girl, Danny, and this is, you know, my uh, worser half, uh, TJ. Fuck out of here. I make you so much better. Anyway, I've upgraded you. I've you, taught you so much. You are the woman you are today because of me. That's an entire lie. No, it's not. Falsehoods and fallacies. So we have welcome back to another episode, like I was saying. And if this is your first time listening, we thank you for tuning in. If this is your second time, welcome back. And if this is your third or more time, then you know you're just family at this point. Um, and we are in front of two very special guests. Yes, yes. So say hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, everyone. It's your girl, Naima Simone of Sophisticated Ignorance. Yeah. Yes. So we well, have this. You're all professional. Exactly. Stuff. But that's how she is a consummate professional. That's fine. Yeah. I was just making keen no. observations. No, I wasn't sorry. saying anything about it. Okay. And that's Steven. And that is Steven. <laughs> Hi, Steven. What's going on, people? So we will, of course, reintroduce you to them a little later in the episode. But those are the, the lovely voices that you're going to be hearing throughout the, this week's episode. Um, with that being said, are we ready for our elevator? Um, am I going first or are you going first or? Um, are you going up or are you going down? I'm going up. All right, I'm going to go up with you. So go ahead. You can. <clears throat> you want to be me so bad. Nah. What? <laughs> going up. That voice is amazing, by the way. It is. Even though your elevator is trash. That's We're crazy. moving on. So my uh, elevator for this week is now the, um, the holidays are upon us. And all things considered... Um, I really do enjoy this time of year, at least like the spirit, the vibe, you know, now that Thanksgiving is beyond us, it is like officially Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, you said the-, the holidays though. When does that start? Well, the holiday season, I feel like is Thanksgiving to New Year's. Okay. It's like the holiday I'm, season. I just want to get a clarification before I was about to go in on you, but go ahead. About what? Continue. Go ahead. How are you going to go in on me on that? Go ahead. Go ahead, love. I, I, I need, go ahead. I need clarification on that when I'm done. Okay. <laughs> now you done fucked me up. Like now, you, like I'm now I'm. You're a professional. I'm suspicious. Act like a professional. I'm I'm leery. Okay. Act like a professional. Keep the show going. Thank you. You want to be embarrassed this episode? Okay. <laughs> um. So as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. The holidays are here. I really like this time of year, even though as an adult, it's very expensive and then also facts. Um. But. We are, but like just like the spirit of the season is cool. Like the lights, the the goodwill, ideally the um, 
the families coming together and I mean and even though everybody has different dynamics with their loved ones and everything but like Friendsgiving is a big thing now and like mm-hmm. so even if you don't really bang with your biological family you have your friends that you can you know vibe with and hang out with for, for these occasions and then you know Christmas and you know Jesus is the reason for the season all of that it's it's just nice it's just nice and mm-hmm. then like New Year's it's like you know a fresh start we're going into the next decade now New Year New Year wow yeah. yeah right yeah and so I don't know I just um, feel pretty optimistic about this year and then I'm also excited because we're taking Tatum to Disney for Christmas so mm. yeah I'm really excited oh, for that's gonna be good to see because I mean if you looked at our Instagram this week this past week she thought she was Queen Elsa from Arendelle yes. she had yes. on her costume Yes. All day. We have to bring her costume with us. We're going to have to bring several costumes. Um, So, yeah, just like excited to see things through her eyes, which I think is sometimes one of the beautiful things about having a young child Mm -hmm. is like you get excited again about those things because you can like watch them go through it the first time. So, that is my elevator. And now let's um, segue over to this niggas. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because why? What were you trying to get at? Nah, because I thought like I was trying to figure out when the holiday season started. Because if you'd have been like November, I'd have been like it's been like three weeks, four weeks. So you should have been in the holidays. So well, that's that's the, what I was The going. average person knows that the holiday season <clears throat> the average begins at Thanksgiving okay. and concludes into New Year's. You but, got it. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not afraid to ask the questions. If I don't know, I don't know. You don't. I, that's why I want a clarification. I, I mean, that's I spend most of my days clarifying stuff for you, so it's all good. What? Yikes. Tension. This is crazy. <laughs> You try, to, company here. That's you why. try to come for me. So. You're acting different. You're um, acting brand new. I, I, got, I got one in the chamber anyway, waiting for let's, you. Let's keep it up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Danny me. got a nice little ponytail going. Shut the hell That's up. what I'm going oh up my for. God. Let's, let's talk about this length, girl. I'm okay. Over. <laughs> okay. Listen. She's been holding that one in the whole day. It really just came because what I have written down isn't, isn't even about this. But Danny's been having braids for like the last like. Year and a half. You're full of shit. I've had them since like midsummer. Year and a half. Okay. So <laughs> I dead ass forgot that like, oh, she out here. Like my baby got like she got some length. Okay, I see you. I see you. I'm anyway, really, now I'm let me not. go into it. <laughs> Your when real this one? episode airs, I will be in, in Anaheim. Oh yes. For my first work trip. Work trip. Yes. So again, flew out. Something like that. Oh, he's booked and busy now. Yes, he no, is. I'm still, I'm still regular. He's like barely gonna be in Maryland during the month of March. Like he's that. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Our anniversary, our his birthday, up. he's both gone. Yeah. Oh, yikes! Yeah. Should be alright. What? I've been with her for like forever. Forever. We'll be alright. You took all my good years. <laughs> You're welcome. Yo, he reckless. So. You're welcome. This is you though. This will be my nah, first, he's worse. My first <laughs> professional trip. And I'm excited. It's gonna be a different experience. Uh, from people I know who do travel, they they'd be like, it gets old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because it's new to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm excited, really excited about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I have. To well, our guests, are y'all going up or down? Let me see. Let's. What's going on in your world? Let's go. Um, down. That's what I'm talking about. Heavy <laughs> <laughs> downers here. Going down. <laughs> like you said, you love the holidays. So do I. But it's the 
confrontation that you got to deal with when it comes to mixing old family together. Because mm-hmm. you know we all got that that uncle who get drunk to start telling everybody business. Mm-hmm. You got that aunt who always want to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got that cousin who's in everybody man face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was some like, combination hey. of other relatives yeah. to do too much. Yes. To do too all much crew. together. Yes. So I'm bringing, you know, friends and family and mixing and mingle everyone together. And I'm just sitting there the whole time. I'm like, please don't embarrass me. Holding please. your breath. Like- yes, the whole time. So although I love the holiday season, the ghettoness of family definitely <laughs> brings the elevator down. You can't pick your family. That's you can't. You can't. You just got to warn people before family they show up. Family is just up. a term. Yeah. Just warn them before they show up. Yeah, you be like, yes, yeah, so don't leave your purse. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> be like, yeah, my cousin Stanley, he's still like. Yeah. So I mean, it is, it is what it is. But it's, it's a gift and a curse. It is yeah. a curse. My elevator is going up though. So nice. I think I'm more so just thinking more about newness, mm-hmm. new year coming up, trying to get my life together. Yeah, just your life is more together than you probably uh, think. I've been reckless. I've been uh, reckless. I've been spending a little bit too much money. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I can smell the money from over here. So. I don't know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. I really don't know what y'all talking about. Nah. Honestly. Stephen has. What the phrase Honestly. Like? I don't even know. Mm. Honestly. I, I can't, probably it's, spend it's like, it's more money on food I can't even read it. than mm-hmm. anything else. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so bright. It's, mm-hmm. so, it's so like detailed. Rich in gold. So. He got, he got matching hats and hoodies. Last time it was red. That was yellow. You you mad because I color coordinate? Nah, like I'm just that's, you look anybody like could do that. That's not like a tax bracket sort of thing. It's the aesthetic of the and way it goes together. He has a plethora together. of jackets. Yes, he does. The okay, jackets. that that I have a plug for. Exactly. exactly. Your, your jacket different. game is pretty solid. Exactly. Right, that's I, what I'm saying. But I'll, I'll put, put anybody buttons. down. Anybody <laughs> down. Up. Yeah, he always bring up the buttons. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know what? So y'all need to understand something about Steven and TJ. They do that like <laughs> they're the quintessential. You ever see that meme where like black men compliment each other with like try to get like try to get like you? Yep. That is Stephen and TJ. Every time they interact with each other, be it social media, in person, it's like you gotta stay on brand. Exa- I'm just trying to be a legend like him. See, I rest my case. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm just a mere mortal. Mere mortal. <laughs> Here y'all, we go. Y'all be on y'all little humble brags. Yep. It's so cute. All the time. It's so it, endearing. Man. I'm just he's to a be fly somebody. guy too. He's, yeah, he's yeah. regular. Uh, you're regular. Uh, I'm super regular. Oh, uh, you're a liar. How do you spell regular, TJ? No. I got you. No. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you let him feed you that nonsense. Uh, no, I just I ignore him. Yeah. A good uh, percentage of my day. Just okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Like sure, yeah. whatever. You got it. Noted. Like is that the baby? Okay, let me go with it. Like that's <laughs> that's typically what ends up happening. But now that we've gone around and uh, stopped on different floors on this elevator, we're gonna go ahead and get into our relationship tip of the week. Okay. Um, my relationship tip of the week is simple, um, but very specific too. If you're in like a relationship, because sometimes it's like friendships, family, kinships. This one's if you're like you're you you go with somebody, okay. and. What I am learning is sometimes you just like kiss, kiss, kiss all the time. Like, I know everybody doesn't love kissing, but I feel like kissing mm. is sometimes one of the, it's obviously like one of the most like intimate things that you can do with the person. Gosh, mm. TJ. And then, <laughs> uh, and so it's, it's one of the most intimate things you can do before you get to like, obviously all the, you know, nasty, Extra, the, yeah. ex- extraness and stuff like that. So, mm. um, and coming from a place where like, TJ and I have been together forever and a day. 
and Thanks. like we, you know, everything's a slow build to things. But like kissing was always like the ooh, like that's like the first real fun thing that you can do when mm-hmm. you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So I just think that like at what age you mean? At, at, like teenagers and yeah, older. okay. Yeah, I mean, when you're older, I mean, listen, we don't got time for. But, no, but it's kissing can be nice. really romantic and yeah, nice, I got you, and, nice. and it's like. <laughs> And it's nice. But like I'm, it's, it no, is. but I'm saying at that age. And it could be passionate. It could be sweet. At the age we were figuring out life. So, yeah, kissing is, is more. But once you get a certain age. like No. no that's why it's my question. That's why it's from a nigga perspective. Like, you don't care because they just want to jump right into it. What I'm trying to say is that when you're older, yes, the kissing is still important. But it's. But I feel like you don't admit, kiss as much uh, when you get older. Yeah. You probably don't. But what I'm trying to say, it meant more because kissing was like, oh shit, we're doing something. Well, make sure it means more now. I, I guess. And it's just like, <laughs> wow. it's my tip. My fault. Thank you. Stay over there. Yeah, you got to die on your ledge today, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel as though we, like, you should try to practice an upswing or an uptick in your kissing making out whatever you want to call it from from just like greetings when you see them to um because it's something that you and i sometimes like hit or miss on um look at his face <laughs> get out of here i'm just learning just, you see my life <laughs> get out of here you know i'm glad that she's saying this so now i can hold her accountable so now you're gonna kiss her all the time i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna make sure that she's gonna kiss me all the time make it mean something I just, why don't it, you initiate it sometime too oh not gosh. just wait for her thank you naima well, i do initiate it so not all the time. You're a liar. That's I know because right. he, he's making that face. Exactly. Ninety eight point nine percent. You of the time. are full of shit. That is wild. You about are not ninety eight percent. Nothing. Point ninety eight. I mean, I was trying to be modest. Ninety nine point nine. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. So that is my relationship tip. It's just like kiss and kiss some more when you greet each other, when you leave each other. Mm. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, which I know I agree. I agree. I don't always kiss when I leave you, only because like if Tatum is like has climbed in the bed with us, or I'm like trying to like get up before she wakes up or something like that. So I'm just trying to like not disturb the peace. But outside of that, like you know, when you are happy or when you you know you need extra support, just like give your partner a kiss. What if I'm not happy? You give me a kiss then too. Well, are you not happy with me? I'm just saying I'm not happy. Then I will a attempt to helps. give you a kiss to make it better. You know what he is? He's a devil's advocate. He is. He's, he's a contrarian. <laughs> he's like, I'm not a contrarian. I'm just asking. Because I you talk like glazed over. You talk about happiness. I'm just asking. So if I'm down. Because he's sitting there just thinking of mad scenarios smirk, to go against. Exactly. I'm just glad that y'all are now Very experiencing what I have experienced wow. for the last 15 years. <laughs> Thank you. Because I'm I'm alone in this world. <laughs> You're alone? You don't have to do this alone. I don't have to, but this is why. But like, as people get to see the dynamic, they see what I'm talking about, and they understand now why I am the way I am. How, how are you? I, I'm a fucking saint, honestly. You're like, a saint? Patience of Job, that's all I'm saying. What? He mad perplexed. <laughs> mad perplexed over there what do people say if they meet you first and then they meet me what do people most like to tell me i don't know how you do it that's what they tell me because mm. they don't know how you deal with all this greatness <laughs> okay it's just oozing what's your, out what's your relationship tip baby you know what i get real tired of you <laughs> relationship tip is hold on let me find it a healthy relationship means two healthy individuals Okay. Agreed. I win. Oh my god. 
It's I mean, I can elaborate more for you too, but I wouldn't. I mean, please do so. You know, when me and you, like right now, me and you are rocking. We have been rocking. We're both like mentally, we're good. We're in a good space. We're happy as individuals. Exactly. So that's why we're we're, we're perfect. But when I'm like in my funk, miserable. Yes. Why had to be miserable though? Why 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 can't we just call the funk? Okay. Thank you. When I'm in my funk, but mm. you happy, you know what I mean? It's like... You're not happy for me. No, I'm always happy for you. Don't do that now. I'm asking. No, what I'm just saying is it's it's harder because it's of like, course, cause why are you over there smiling. super happy? happy? Continue winning, though. <laughs> Continue winning, but listen. Nah, don't keep going. <laughs> Stop the car. No, no, no. Park. Continue, continue being, continue winning, but I'm over here in the funk. I need you to come. I need you to come kiss me. Mm-hmm. Right. I gotta pull over on my drive to success. I gotta be like, to your drive to success. You need a ride? Like I gotta. Nah, I didn't. Nah, I don't want to get in the car with you. Okay. I'm just saying, just just check, check on you. Exactly. Okay. And vice versa, you know. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I do agree that like we should not as as people should not. Ex- this is big. You cannot depend on someone else to make you whole or happy. Hundred percent. Correct. It's, so it's like that's my and I know I said like better half or sad joke joking like that but like really you need to and it's and it has been difficult and it can be difficult especially when like people such as ourselves have had to have literally grown up together so like because we're we're teetering at the point in our lives where like in a couple of more years we've known each other longer than we've not known each other in our lifetime mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you know that says that's, that's like volumes right because like we met when we were seventeen. I'm 16, 17. So I met you when I was like 15. 14. Okay, sorry. We met 15. We started going out 16, 17. Yeah, potato, whatever. So, with that being said, <sighs> it's like very important that you are happy in your own right and you're yourself, and then you just enhance another person versus you expect them or rely on them to like fill the gaps because. That's just not, it's not fair. And it's, it's being very codependent. It's depending on someone else to make you feel like you are of value or you have something to contribute or that you are a whole person. And that's just not, shouldn't be the case. And I think we've had those moments with each other where we were too reliant on each other to make the other one mm-hmm. happy. But um, like he said, like me and TJ have been in a really good space these last few months because I think in part because like he's worked doing a job that he loves now. Um, school's over for me. We've lost weight. We're like in better shape. So we're like ending this year a lot better than how we even started it. So it's been a really good transitional year, I think, for us. I can agree with that. Yeah, we can elaborate more on that in like our on our uh, New Year's Eve episode coming soon. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. With that being said, do you all have any advice for the listeners or any insight or tidbits hmm. that you want to comment on what we said or? If you have anything um, to add. Why'd you start looking at me, though? I don't know, because I thought you were about to say something. That's so I was just kind of get, was gearing up. Oh, you was gearing up. Yeah. You was getting your knives You got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know how queen mm. women are. Keep I mean, bleeding in their mouth. You know what? Yikes. Call it, that, Say what you want. You married this queen's woman, so. I thought you was from Harlem. <laughs> 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 you are full of shit. You went to school, you went to school in Harlem. So you, you never thought I was from you Harlem. You got bad bosom? Yeah, exactly. You never thought I was from Harlem. Exactly. You never thought I was from Harlem. So It sounds good for the story, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All 
but yeah so uh i guess a piggyback off of what tj is saying is like i think people in general need to be in like more healthy situations mm-hmm. as individuals like um i think a lot of people don't even realize like they may have like toxic behaviors or they may be mm-hmm. in an unhealthy space and then they like kind of jump into relationships mm-hmm. and they kind of like point the finger at the other person and then it's like nah it's way more internal mm-hmm. like i always say there's a lot of people walking around with invisible scars because mm-hmm. they just got a lot of shit that they've dealt with and they never actually deal with it mm-hmm. and overcome it and then they just kind of go from relationship to relationship mm-hmm. and they just carry around like this dark cloud around them so like things could be good but then it's like things ain't something something ain't right mm-hmm. and something's like tickering on the inside mm-hmm. so People just need to be in a more healthy space in general, like realizing like things aren't going great right now, but actually work towards something better. I think people tend to just move from relationship to relationship Mm -hmm. or and just don't even realize like, look, maybe I need to take a break and kind of figure out what it is that I need to heal within myself first before I bring somebody else along for the ride. Mm. Go to therapy. Therapy for one, therapy for all is my saying, like everybody go. For whatever reasons, you could be perfectly fine. You still need somebody to talk to who's like a professional. And I think like especially if people carry around like invisible scars that they can't even recognize, like go to a professional. Mm -hmm. Like if you're sick or you're bleeding, you go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, if your tooth hurts, you go to the dentist. So why if you like, damn, why can't I keep a a solid, healthy relationship? Maybe there's something going on on the inside that you got to peel back some layers on and figure that shit out. Because a lot of those people tend to be very stubborn. Like, oh, they, even if they were to go to a therapist, they always feel like the therapist doesn't know where they come from or mm-hmm. they can't, ex- they, they don't know the sort of experiences they have. So it's like kind of hard for them to talk to somebody else. Like I was telling somebody the other week, like you should seek a therapist, mm-hmm. like the way that she interacts with like the people around her. I was like, I could tell like you don't go to your friends when you deal with some real shit. Mm-hmm. Cause even sometimes you may not even necessarily seek an answer from your friend but at least getting that off your chest could be some sort of healing process Mm -hmm. or even a conversation with a friend or a parent or a relative could Mm -hmm. like open your mind to certain things and i saw that she wasn't that type of person so i was like you kind of need to go to a therapist because like the shit you deal with is heavy Mm -hmm. and you just trying to like bury it bury it throw it under the rug and eventually it's gonna reach a point where you can't bury it anymore so I definitely am an advocate for therapy. Same Z's. <clears throat> um, mine is to always keep an open line of honest communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very big on communicating, even the littlest things, just so I can understand and just so that person can understand me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when we talk to each other, we're not actually listening to understand and digest the person, but just to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the early stages of dating, I just think that the more honest you are with the person, the easier it is to first build a friendship and then you can go ahead and have a more intimate and um, honest relationship to which you don't feel like you need to keep anything from someone. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we're dating, we're not open and honest about, I might be dating other people mm-hmm. or I might not be ready for a relationship right now. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of conversations that we need to have with each other mm-hmm. and then with ourselves. Um, I'm at a point to where as I want to be in a relationship at some point, but maybe not right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to actually figure out 
which way I want to go. Because I am dating, mm-hmm. but I run into situations where I like you, but I don't think I want you to be my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But I still want to date you. Mm-hmm. I still want to hang out. How does that work, though? Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I'm honest from the beginning. No, I'm saying for, for you, how does that, how do you see that? Like, how would you see that working? Because it's like, I like you. But I usually cut it off because okay. I don't want to waste anyone's time either. Okay, that's fair. Because then I know, like, I'm not going to put that much effort into it because mm. I'm not really interested in you as being my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, does that mean I'm not supposed to date at all? True. I mean, you won't know if you don't. If that you, you don't try. You don't try. Yeah, you won't know that you don't want to date them unless you right. date Actually, them a little they, bit. Yeah. A little bit. It'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, no. But then at the same time. You've confirmed that you don't want a relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. I said I do want a relationship. Just not but, with that individual. Yeah, so oh, okay. that's, that's how I should put that. Maybe just okay. not with that individual. Because then it's... That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's I fair. thought you meant not at all right now, but yeah, no. you still want to date. Because then niggas is just going to... That's that's their time to dip. They can definitely do that. Mm-hmm. No one's telling you you have to stay. No, I, no, no. I it's definitely fair. think the, the communication is important. But I think society has made it hard for us to communicate. Yeah. Because if I explain to you that I like you or whatever, but I don't want to be in a relationship right now or, you know, for people who are who are into kinks or whatever, like once you start bringing up this stuff, mm-hmm. some people will be like, what? What? Yeah. He's interested in what? He said what? And you know what I mean? Like, so I think it is important that we, you know, continue to have an open conversations and teach people it's okay to have these conversations and you need to be open enough to understand what people are saying mm-hmm. and if somebody's kink isn't what you're into it's cool it's cool you don't have to like judge them based off of mm-hmm. that it's just not your your judge your, your, and, your, and like, don't yuck their yum yeah and like the most important aspect of communicating is like actually learning who the other person is exactly. like yeah. there's a lot of times people get themselves caught up in situations and then the person reacts in a certain facet and they're surprised by that person's reaction but you never had a communication with them. Like, mm-hmm. how many chicks we know getting pregnant by a dude and then dude ends up being a deadbeat? And then it's like, you never even voiced at any time, like, children was something that you ever wanted in your life. So when homeboy, not to say that his action is mm-hmm. justified, but when you having, you know, you have a kid by somebody and you don't even really know him, mm. he's not going to, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of dudes out here ain't going to play their part. They just get to. That's tough. Yeah, I, I, we, mine's, mine's we were a talking about that. Sword when it comes to that. Well, well you got to communicate the shit at least. <clears throat> the guys yeah. don't have a say. In reality, we In talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. We did. We may we may need to make this the quarrel. Um, okay, I'm down. Don't have a say in terms of what. We're going to save that for later yeah, on the episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 I'm ready for that. I'm going to put a pin in that. Yeah, I ain't co-signing him yet. Yeah. That's so, crazy, yo. <laughs> but what we're going to do, though, is we'll take a quick little break. Um, I'm just going to skip my word. I, I don't oh, know. I forgot. I'm oh, sorry. Because oh, we, have, we have guests. Yes. And... I was excited. We were we were vibing. We were talking. So oh, okay. Got a little jump the gun. Okay. It's okay. My apologies. Enlighten us with your word of the week. No, I, I didn't even like the way that you, you segue into that. It was oh. very <laughs> matter-of-factly. Okay. How would you like me to do that instead? I don't know. You got to do it better. Okay. Well, thank you for that um, meaningful conversation. <laughs> lovely guest and now we have to transition to tj and his um eloquent um you don't gotta be a jackass vivacious mm-hmm. um you know loquacious word of the week <laughs> yes i love the I big t- word i t- see t- you over there now this word is mad so you know 
with this, I've been trying to get like easier words because mm-hmm. I because Danny's been losing a lot, oh right? My gosh. So I want her to be able to be like successful because wow. we already know that she knows wow. words. Don't touch but me, Some sir. of these new words she don't know, <laughs> so I got to make sure that. You her on? Yeah, you know. Okay. I don't need no help. I don't need her losing as much as she's been losing. I don't need no help. The word of the week is Arrowgate. Arrowgate. Yes. Okay. I hope I, hope I pronounced it right. I'm I pretty hope, sure I did. I hope so, too. To arrogate is to take over. When the teacher steps out of the classroom, you see, you see what I did there? Because you're did. a teacher. <laughs> uh-huh. And some bossy student marches up to the chalkboard and begins scolding the other kids. The student is trying to arrogate the teacher's authority. Okay, arrogate. A R R O G A T E. You got it. Thank you. Okay. Or is that you trying to throw me a bone? You thought that was an easy one? No. Oh, okay. It's actually listed as a, a difficult SAT word, so. Oh, well, thank you for uh, doing that. You are, you are someone who is arrogate. It's not about me. <laughs> you like to You like to come in and just swoop in and take over a lot of times? Like what? Like, like how your parents were talking about when you played soccer and that you weren't good, but elite. that you were telling everybody else what to do. First off, mm. I was good. <laughs> we're going to stop these lies. I mean, you, your parents said you weren't good. My father probably went to like two games. Your mother said you were not that great either. She did not say that. Anyway, okay. whatever. That's, that's, that's a little bit different. But okay, we'll, we'll put a pin in that as well. Now we're going to take a quick little break. Yeah, now okay. we can. And then we'll formally again reintroduce our lovely so guest. want to just cut my segment and out. And I'm, I'm moving on at this point. <laughs> um, and then we will be interviewing the Sophisticated Ignorance Podcast. So we will be right back. Oh, buckets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friend. It's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support, unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to GainesSportsGear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And don't forget that you can always get 10% off your first purchase with the code LOVERS10. If you go to Gaines, that's G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com. And now, back to the show. All right, folks. So we are back. And now we have in front of us, as you've already heard, the sultry sounds of Naima and Steven. That's crazy. Mm, that's <laughs> um, sultry. I like that. I like that. And they are um, co-hosts of the Sophisticated Ignorance podcast. Now, we are missing one, one person. We're missing Vixen. So shout out to him. Shout out to him. Shout Sorry to that he cannot be here. But um, can't forget him. And um, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. So... Um, this is some of our podcast family. Let me preface myself by saying that. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> so what I want to know for those people who may not have heard of Sophisticated Ignorance is like, where did it come from? What was the uh, the, the brainchild, the, the, the bulb that went off that led it to what it is today? Uh, honestly, it was actually supposed to be based off of a book that I was writing mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. never going to get finished because... <laughs> That's a dub. Um, Why is it a dub? Yeah, that's too much work and research. Like, I'm good. I'm good. That takes years to do. I ain't got years. Mm -hmm. Like, you can uh, come back to it. Just table it. 
Mm-hmm. You might have years and ten years. And I'll give y'all a copy. Little I'll by be, little, right? Little mm, by little. I said what I needed to say. People have been asking me to write a book, and I've been writing things little by little. But it's also easier for me to just do documentaries, cause well, your book is probably based off of your life, is it? It would be, yeah. Oh yeah, mine was like topic was based. Oh okay. Ah uh, yeah. Okay. That's cute. Yeah. That's no. cute. <laughs> Yeah, no, no thanks, no thanks. But yeah, originally uh-huh. was supposed to be a book that I was writing, and that's when I first had started getting to podcasts a little bit. And mm-hmm. then the idea was to like uh, do the podcast based on the book, and like every episode would be like to review a chapter because mm-hmm. basically the book was supposed to be about like how specifically black men just need to like improve themselves for like and you themselves that, and for the, the book that you wanted to finish for the world to because uh, i ain't got time i ain't got time uh, i ain't got time you might be I'm, sitting on a gem right there because there's a lot like of black men that needs, over there need the, the uh, need i, I got guidance. new ideas i got other ideas okay okay <laughs> but um yeah the book was supposed to be based on that and then to like the podcast was going to be a review of the book and like different topics and different chapters and then i figured like at the time I had a completely, I was working somewhere completely different mm-hmm. and me and Naima used to speak on the phone like every single night mm-hmm. for like three, four hours about any and everything. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was like real shit about whether it was us or like friends that we know and more, more times than not, it was just like complete nonsense, mm-hmm. just talking shit. So I was like, yo, we should just do a podcast where we just talking, you know, on nonsense mm-hmm. and people would just indulge in that every week and it took like a good six to eight months before we finally mm-hmm. launched it because I was trying to figure out a studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember me and Vixen actually bought like this bullshit equipment for like $100 to try <laughs> to record it ourselves and we spent like the whole day in my crib trying to figure it out and I was like, oh, nah, this, this is, is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is not going to happen. And then I did one last Google search and I found the studio that we record at now and it's been three, three years. years. Wow. Three years and like four or five months. So... Mm-hmm. That's it's crazy, it. yeah. Because originally when we started, I had enough content for maybe like 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. And we're now on 128. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Big time, big time. <laughs> eh, That's eh. the, I mean, I don't think we did 100 episodes, have yeah, we? We haven't. We were like close, right? Yeah, I, you ain't cracking 100. This will be the 90th. This 91st. 90th. So we're like right there. Y'all mm-hmm. took breaks though. Yeah. Like here and there, yeah. Because like I, I, I like kind of geared us down a little bit over the summer and I was like we going to like bi-weekly because it's the summer and you don't have fun it's a lot and I mean I was working and mm-hmm. it just wasn't like as feasible and then of course like I like was and dying you know, in September when you mm-hmm. have co-hosts you can't really you can't record by yourself I mean you could, could. but it's not gonna be the same so yeah because everybody wants to hear what you have to say by yourself <laughs> I mean they would mm. yeah okay you know I mean if you say so I think that you Help me. You enhance my conversation, so. Absolutely. I agree with your statement. All right. Okay, I'm, I'm a, just... Was that a negative? I know it's not a negative. I'm just not going to, like, reciprocate those things. No, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> You're just on a roll today. You know, I do what I can. I have my moments. You've been reading my book, huh? How to be funny. No. Oh, I'm get out of here. This, you know what? <laughs> Tim going to stay an only child messing around. Nah. Um, so... With that, um, I'm gonna ask the, the second podcasting question, and then I'm gonna toss it over to my guy over hey, here. Hey, all you gotta do is just, just go ahead. I'm just making just sure. Go ahead. Are you ready? I've been ready. 
debatable. Been ready. Um, <laughs> so talking about being like in the like the podcast game, like whatever we call this world that community? we kind of join it, community, yeah, whatever, yeah. for at least three plus years. Mm-hmm. You know, TJ and I have been like here as like lovers core for now two years, but even like almost almost three years mm-hmm. with like previous iterations of the show. And um, what I'm always kind of curious about for us is like sometimes I feel like we're, we're like gluttons for punishment a little bit, right? With like the stress and the of the the work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like a passion. And um, but what do you guys feel like are the um, the best things about doing sophisticated ignorance or this kind of community that we've created for ourselves? And what are some of the more difficult or hardest things about it? Uh, I'll let Naima go first. Um. I think the hardest thing um, now that we're getting to is actually finding time. Because when we first started, I felt like we were all in a different place in our life. Mm -hmm. And we were excited about it. Not that we're not excited now, but we just had more time and we were more, um, our ideas were fresher. Mm -hmm. So now that time is going on, it's like, okay, now I got to find time to do this. What haven't we spoke about? Yes. Mm. So finding things to keep your listeners interested and to even keep your attention at times, even want to talk about it. I feel like, that's the hardest part for me that I'm coming across. Yeah, it's I, like I don't want to talk about the same thing over and over again, but these things are relevant, but how can I make it different yeah. this time around? So I feel like that's what I struggle with mostly. That's very, very fair. It's something <clears> I feel like doesn't get talked about a lot because it's the truth. Like TJ and I being like this married couple who have, you know, uh, it's almost like if you if you live kind of like an adult life where you have like a lot of kind of like routines or consistency because mm-hmm. then also though it means that sometimes like new interesting things don't always like pop up every week yeah. in your life for you to be like oh I'm gonna talk about this mm-hmm. you know and if and if you're not trying to be like eyeball deep in like pop culture which is like obviously always changing then it's like damn what are we about to say like me and TJ mm-hmm. will sometimes sit there and be like yo what are we about to fight about like because <laughs> we like. When we get along, <laughs> it's a little bit harder like co- to come up with like content-wise. So, so it's like, okay, what are we about to say? What's going on in the world? Mm-hmm. So I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, the best, I just love talking to people. Mm-hmm. I love seeing my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, once a week, Steven and Vixen. Aww. I thought he was giving me a, a look. I, <laughs> I really was I just sitting here chilling. <laughs> I was really just sitting here chilling. And, um, I love talking to some of the listeners when they do hit me up. Mm-hmm. I realized that over the course of the few years, I have made um, acquaintances, you know, mm-hmm. friendships with you guys, mm-hmm. and I do enjoy that part. You know, coming across like-minded people and other creatives, mm-hmm. because being a creative is sometimes hard. Everyone don't understand you and they can't relate to you. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoy being able to just bounce ideas off of people and just chat and just talk shit. Like I just love it. Gotcha. I love that part. I mean. You- you, you stole both of my answers. <laughs> well. I mean, yeah. I think once we started, I wasn't really thinking about, like, really joining a community per se. But through the three years, like, I've met just a plethora of people that I can consider, like, legit friends. Even if we don't communicate on a regular basis, mm-hmm. it's like when we do speak or see each other, it's like, it's as if, like, time hasn't passed. Yeah. So that... um speaking with like people of different backgrounds and different experiences and having them share their stories because mm-hmm. you really kind of reach a point where it's like yes you're a podcaster but you're almost like a journalist at the same time mm-hmm. so it's kind of crazy that i'm letting people you know come onto a platform to like just share their stories and experiences and kind of sharing that with the world and i remember it was um 
I always forget his name, but Vixen's friend, the uh, the African dude we had on that one yes, episode. Definitely. Yeah, and he and he said some shit that like kind of blew up all of our minds during that episode. And he was like, "Yo, like the stuff that we're doing now, somebody's gonna be listening to in the next 30, 40 years." Yeah. And that was like the first time I ever thought about Same. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about that either. Yeah, yeah it's like, like it's who wants to hear what we gotta say? Yeah, yeah like, it's ooh. like you you. Since we live shit in this like, technological age, you think like everything is just going away so quickly, but there's going to be somebody that's going to stumble upon this, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, and looking back and was like, oh, people were talking about this at this time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you leaving your footprint. Like you're yeah. almost creating a legacy for yourself, even though it's not something that's going to, you know, be published on like the news or something, but yeah. it's always going to be accessible to all. Yeah. And it's kind of like a time capsule. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, that's cool. Cause yeah. Cause if somebody stumbles upon lovers, quarrel and sophisticated ignorance in 30 years and they were like, Oh, this is what like people, you know, yeah. millennials were talking about in their thirties. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, well this is what mattered to them or this is whatever. So it is kind of like a snapshot in time as mm-hmm. well. Of, like what, matters that's kind of a cool way to and think, about you can it. think about it like even from the perspective of like how many like old stuff that we reference back to like mm-hmm. old tupac songs mm-hmm. or even my angela poems yeah. so it's like yeah. i could imagine a podcast having an impact on somebody generations from now mm. and a complete stranger so that's, that's kind of like a crazy part and then like she was saying like the hardest aspect is like now that the team has kind of grown like it's first it was just it was really just me and Naima mm-hmm. I think Vixen kind of came along like maybe four episodes in mm-hmm. and then I added my homegirl Bianca as like mm-hmm. executive producer to chip in from time to time but with all of us being different individuals mm-hmm. and being you know having our own set schedules it's kind of hard like kind of managing all of that because mm-hmm. like those are the times that I get frustrated because it's like you know we got to record at this time but not everybody's available or you know, if I ask for certain things, like, we may not get it back in a timely manner because people are, you know, living their lives. They mm-hmm. got busy things, you know, that they're dealing with. So mm-hmm. it kind of gets, uh, you know, difficult in that aspect. Um, and then another negative aspect of it is as somebody like myself that kind of looks at things from, like, more of a business perspective, you kind of see, like, how the podcast community is almost like the rap game, per se. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, all about relationships and, you know, you have, like, your elitists mm-hmm. that kind of stick together and mm-hmm. they kind of separate themselves from everybody else. So mm-hmm. it, it does get frustrating sometimes when you're trying to collaborate with certain people and you hear about how they may operate. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to drop no names. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's a weird space because literally, like, a couple of years ago, like, podcasting from an urban space was kind of, like, a new I thing. I heard of Yeah, it's only, like, celebrities or people that were really ahead of it that mm-hmm. was at the forefront. But now it's, like, everybody and their mother got a podcast. It's saturation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, once... And I think, too, like, once you people realize that something could be, like, monetized, mm-hmm. then it becomes, yeah. like, a... There's, like, a delineation between, like, those who... Love it. Love it. And mm. who are doing it because they like love the it. Game. Yeah. And those who do it and who are doing it, but they're making money. So, like, there's this, like, separation. Yeah. It's like a and, social class. Yeah, it is. Like, it's, you know, because once money gets involved, it's, it's you start to have these lines of, like, division. Up, yeah. Mm. And so, I mean, and that's to be, you know, it's, it's expected. But I agree that, like, you, it, it's, a, it's a lot of, like, relationship building and just kind of getting in front of people. But, um, and it's hard sometimes because it's like if you're not comfortable being a person, like put yourself out there mm-hmm. because yeah. it's it's difficult. Like 
Yeah, you know? I hate networking events. I despise them. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for them, but I'm good what, at them. In what uh, aspect? Yeah. It's like I'm the type of person that I need to be. Like I gotta get cool with you first, and then I could really be myself. Mm-hmm. And so networking events is like basically just everybody all in the same space trying to show who's important. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, it's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the elitists are gonna be cool with the people that they already cool with. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, they may shake your hand or you know they may greet you, but they're not really there to try to build or yeah. actually there for genuine purposes mm-hmm. they're just there because they probably got invited or they probably got some free shit or it looks good for their brand mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily doing shit for the community per se mm-hmm. so it's like even the people that's on like a higher plateau when it comes to the podcast community there's very few of them that are actually genuine when it comes to like you know collaborating with others or giving mm-hmm. feedback or just even being a professional because i've heard stories of like people being like important people in the podcast community being guests on people's shows and showing up drunk or showing up like mm. an hour or two late like mm. i ain't got time for that yeah. so there's still, been people like, there's still a modicum of respect that you need to have yeah time, like there's been people that's like oh you should have such and such on a show and i'm like nah i'm good like really? it's not worth it like yeah it may bring my show attention but i don't got time for i don't even like waiting for my co-host that are late so <laughs> let alone somebody you know, that, you don't really know that I well. don't know like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just a weird thing sometimes when it, when it comes to this. That's definitely fair. I agree. So with y'all being podcasters, interviewing people, what has been your favorite interview? Yikes. <laughs> Why do you say yikes? Go through the, it's like 130 episodes y'all said or something. I'm, I'm just asking. Favorite? See, you could go. <laughs> Uh, wow. Favorite in- yours? It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard one. There's a lot of favorites. Um, obviously, the ones where all four of us are there are probably my favorites because we that's like the rare times that all of us are together. Yeah. Okay, because Bianca lives in Philly. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. probably the, the second interview that I did by myself with Mandy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the first interview I ever did by myself. Because mm-hmm. normally, normally when the other two haven't been available, I just won't record. Mm-hmm. And I think that was actually I was recovering. Yeah, you wasn't recovering from your surgery, yeah. and I, I you was gonna be gone for months, so there was no way I was gonna put the show on shelf for months. Yeah. So I think that was like the first episode I ever did by myself. So one, I was nervous as fuck, you and I was so late. Well, pumpkin. <laughs> and I was late. And obviously, because Mandy is a, you know, she's a big name. Yes. Like, to see the feedback that she was getting from the episode itself was just, like, kind of, like, put the battery in my back of, like, okay, I'm good at, like, creating content. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you could have anybody sit down on your Mm -hmm. show, but it's, like, can you ask the right questions and can you actually get the content that people care about listening? So having people actually respond to that feedback to that one episode, like, that's something I always, like, cherish and remember. Because it was... Yeah, it was like you craft stuff and it's amongst your friends. And it was like, even though I don't even think at that time me and Manny was like really cool. Like, yeah, we had on the show previously, but that was like the first time meeting her. Mm -hmm. And I didn't hang out. You hung out with her after the episode, but I didn't hang out with her. Mm -hmm. So we kind of like kept in communication, but never like anything consistent. Yeah. So for me to actually create an episode that was compelling content with somebody that I really didn't even know like that. Mm hmm. 
and I was just ba- basically just basing it off of like the personality that she displayed and the information that she shared on her show. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of like okay, like I could do this. Gotcha. That's a dope answer. I like that. I try. I try. <laughs> I don't have one. You don't have a favorite? You like them all? Yeah. <laughs> I support it. I like them all. That's well. The I like the one we have with um, Antoine, our friend Antoine. Oh, yeah. Shout out Antoine. He did a nut job. He threw off the whole entire episode. Like, I had a whole episode laid down, structured, and he just completely threw it off, and we didn't get anything done on that episode. It just became his show. Like, just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Every time we asked a question, he just gave an answer that had nothing Nothing to do do with it. Oh, my God. Nothing to do with it. Those are sometimes the best ones, though, because they're just like, you're like, it's what's off, happening. It's, yeah. it's what it's happens like, off the rails, and you're like, but at the same time, I'm entertained. So yeah. that works. Okay. Yeah, one of those. But I enjoy all my guests. I, I base my favorite episodes based off the topic okay. because it's really hard at times to keep my attention. No, that's fair. Yeah. It's I, really hard to keep my attention. So when the topic is good, then it's. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like. I think that's, I mean. As as y'all were answering, I was thinking like, which who was my favorite interview, and and it changes. Yeah, it depends on like the mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to say, I'd probably say Tahoe. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. Um, I feel like I learned a lot more about him, and I I think I genuinely like Tahoe as a person. Besides him being a Pisces, <laughs> um, okay, of course, I liked. I like to see the growth, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like Tao has grown mm-hmm. from who he was to who he is now. Granted, I'm, he can continue to grow. Right, like we right, all right. can continue to grow. But at this point. But just seeing from where from where he was, the statements he used to make to him, you know, even apologizing for some of the stuff that he said or done or taking accountability. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I like those stories. I like to be able to see people grow and people change. So, makes sense. Who's your favorite, Danny? Um, so and you I, can't say me. I wasn't. Okay. So, <laughs> no. Um, I think my some of my favorites were. We didn't say favorites. We didn't say plural. Favorite, singular. You know what? Go ahead. You just showing off today. Okay. No, some of my favorites, plural, because I'm say I said what I said. Um, just off the top of my head, um, was. The, um, I love it when we interview with um Kiki, and that was, that was oh, cool. and then um Taki, Bont from What's the Move. Yeah, but that yeah. was a really good one because that was one I was like I like learned a lot from that episode. Gotcha. Um, and then Kiki, like, I think those are ones where like I learned a lot about with like, Kinks with Kiki. Yeah, yeah. oh that's my people. Yes, <laughs> and so like whenever I feel like I learn something from the person that we're talking to mm-hmm. and like makes it feel like it's one of the better episodes mm-hmm. because That's it's good. like, okay, I left out of here with, with more something. information than yeah. I came yeah. started with. Um, and then between TJ and I, I think, um, even though it was like a very heated discussion, the one the episode where me and you were like beefing, was it about Kanye or whatever? It could have been. Yikes. But like, we were like sense. going at it. But at the same time, it was like a real lover's quarrel. Like it was like, <laughs> we had like, there was passion, there was mm-hmm. debate, there was all the stuff like that. And, you know, I remember, like, after we finished and I had to, like, calm down a little bit afterwards because I was like, this motherfucker right here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you've apologized, but... I, I, for what? There's nothing to apologize for. I'm pretty sure you were rude at that episode. I wasn't. I was like, can I... No, you were actually... 
coming at me crazy because that's because my sister had to be like whoa like so <clears throat> but it was still one of my favorite episodes because we were having we were having a like heated discussion and I was like can I finish can I finish oh okay. mm-hmm. like so it was good it was good because that was that's like authentic Danny and TJ like we sometimes like even when we're getting along great like we'll still like we beef like we, we argue about stuff because we don't see things the same which mm-hmm. is what keeps we're it two different people we are very two very different people exactly yes. Like, I'm right, you're wrong, so... You okay, know. next question. <laughs> Are people, people taken aback by our relationship? In what aspect? Y'all are very close. <laughs> but I already know where this is going. <laughs> you called them pumpkin earlier. Yeah. You know, just... Like, we know that y'all are friends. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We know that and everything like that. But at first glance, and like, when, like, let's say the first time somebody gets in front of Steven and Naima, they'd be like... Like, is this, you know, so are people like surprised? <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> or when y'all are like talking to other people because y'all are friends and y'all do have conversations, are people like, you know, uncomfortable? Why are you still speaking to Steven or why is Steven hitting you so late or vice versa? You know what I mean? Like, do people, I, I guess, are people uncomfortable, insecure, or uncomfortable, or, 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 or uncomfortable but like by the dynamic that is your friendship because people sometimes. Feel to think that people of like opposite gender can be friends and just friends. I think Facts. me being a man, I don't get it because they just not gonna say anything to me about it. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact because Naima is always transparent about. Well, not always transparent, but she's vocal about. Like we're ten year, ten years plus mm-hmm. being friends. Mm-hmm. So and we went to high school together, so mm-hmm. it's over ten years. But um, like yeah, she'll be vocal about like dudes that she date, and they'll bring me up, and I just laugh because it's like. Fam, outside of the podcasting, I we re- we rarely hang out. Yeah. Like she has to yell at me <laughs> for us to link. Like mm-hmm. she lives in Harlem, living you know living her life, doing whatever she got to do. I live in Brooklyn, living my life, doing whatever I got to do. And gotcha. it's like we just cool. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. romantic. There's nothing sexual going on. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I don't be concerned. Like and women that I you know date in the past, or pe- pe- even women that I listen to the show. Like nobody, nobody ever thinks like, oh, is something going on between y'all? I, I don't know where they get it from because we don't like, we don't like, even be in pictures together. So I, your feel side like, is I feel cool. like women don't vocalize you. it though. Yeah, they won't vocalize it. They don't want to see like they jealous. Yeah, so they're not going to say anything. They might think it, but they're not going to bring it up. I don't even know. So I don't even guys, think that's the case. So, you, so you're yes. saying that guys, that is the case. We, we verbalize it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that because men are way more territorial. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is your this is your friend. That's your that's your boy. That's your brother. Mm-hmm. And we we we've seen everybody's seen like all the ratchet shit on Instagram or even like Jerry Springer back in the day. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is supposed to be your friend, but and then we that's have my fun, brother. And then we have yeah. fun on social media too. I was telling Steve that like we repost each other a lot on our Instagram stories. Yeah, but it's always nonsense. Yeah, like I would even know what I would even know what content way. that we've ever showcased mm-hmm. that would make people know. assume we went on another podcast and then after that um, we finished recording, someone hit me up like, yeah, I didn't know if I should talk to you or not because. My team all thought that you and Steven had something going on. Well, that nigga's a weirdo, just, so we're not even getting to that. just chilling the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, we don't embrace each other and, like, uh... He definitely doesn't hug me back. You didn't even hug me back just now. I did, and then you That's kept... Crazy. You went, <laughs> extra, you went <laughs> extra long to be annoying. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> See? So... Oh, be nice to guys. <laughs> but now, like, we don't exhibit any sort of behavior that'll make it seem like something don't. else. We, we don't, but we... 
don't know everyone else's perception, what energy they may pick up on. That's, I think that's what they're asking. Yeah. I think people are just weirdos. No, One, not. yes, they are. I think it's the I think I think people find like it difficult to believe that like two people can be friends, friends and in and love each other, and but just be friends if they are of different genders because it's like and and for there to have like never been anything romantic like it's like oh we used to or you know like because we hear that a lot and then like oh we're just Mm -hmm. friends now or something like that but like if that isn't the story there then people find it hard to believe because it's like well almost you know honestly i think more than anything because it's so hard to find somebody who's like if you're a straight cisgendered person that like oh this is a human being that i like that's that's a man that gets me that respects me that's my friend that loves me and like that's kind of the things that people look for in a partner right. that they can't mm-hmm. find. Yeah. And so it's just like, but you, this person's just gonna be right here the whole time, the whole time. Yeah. And it's just like, but no, it's just not the dynamic. And you know, I'll say for like TJ and I, although we've been together since we were like children, it we both have. He has uh, friends that are female. I have male friends, but we don't get, we don't get that energy because we because we kind of always come together as like this like package deal like people have met us mm-hmm. as the couple you know what i mean okay. so but at the same time it hasn't prevented us from having friends who are of the opposite sex from mm-hmm. us and but we just don't get that at least i know i typically don't get that kind of energy with like any of my friends that are male because they was like, well, you've always you've been been like you you've always been with TJ, yeah. so it's never it's the case. It's like when you're dating, I think, and then you're but you also have friends who are of the opposite sex of you. That's when like I think you get that pushback or that like, so how come or why not? Yeah, especially when the two friends are what people would deem as attractive. It's like yes. how come you guys aren't together? Yes, and then because they're both very good looking people, y'all. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you're you. Welcome. I moisturize, but um, <laughs> yeah, like dudes, and then for. It's always crazy to me when I hear dudes be saying this to Naima about asking about me because it's like, yo, if you actually focus on her, yes, then you would actually get her. If mm-hmm. you're worried about the other man and you're already losing, mm-hmm. like I've dated numerous women and they've mm-hmm. all has, <laughs> and they all have had male friends. Like and I don't don't care. Yeah. Like that shit is irrelevant to me because if I'm focused on him, then I'm gonna be slipping up on my job. Yeah. So it's like. I, I never understood that dynam- dynamic is, at all. Is that like something that if you start dating somebody and they start to give you like the, the third degree about the other person, do y'all feel like that's already like a, a red flag for you? Yeah, that's an immediate red flag. Because then you, that means you don't trust me. Because mm. it's like, it's, it don't even have to be Naima. It could be any woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have an issue with her being my friend mm-hmm. and my co-host then i can only imagine if i had other friends because mm-hmm. i've had there's even people that i know way longer than naima that i'm still cool with yeah do, do we talk on a consistent basis no but if you was to bring that person up then it's like okay that's a problem mm-hmm. so it's like that's immediate red flag so anytime she tells me about them dudes that be bringing me my name up i'm like i right, i already know he gonna be gone in like in a few couple weeks because mm-hmm. yeah because that's just the starting point mm-hmm. i think it's they're curious they just want to know. They want to make sure, like, you sure ain't not really going on there? Like, I'm not stuff on nobody's toes or mm-hmm. but how then, it possible But it still don't make sense because it's if something... Question, everyone's allowed to but, ask a question about someone they're dating. That goes back to open lines of communication when you're dating. You have a male best friend. Has there ever been anything? Are you two guys hmm. doing anything? That's no. true. That's all it is. But, but then when it gets to a point to where they seriously feel um, 
threaten, I think that's when it becomes a problem for me. Like, because now you're asking me too many questions. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a quota. It's like, okay, you can, like, do a little background. Yeah, then after but... that, leave it alone. Yeah. Because we do business together. So we're going to constantly talk and be in communication. It's still, I still just find the behavior weird. I do too. I agree with you. I understand yeah. where Naeem is coming from. But yes, you, there's like a threshold. But then at the same time, it's like, like that they can within that they can ask. But at the same there. time, it's like clearly women don't want their time to be wasted. So huh. why would she be? If let's say we were like messing around or had anything going on, why would she be spending time with you? Because I'm dating. It? I'm openly dating, so mm-hmm. I can date as many niggas as I want. So then they mm-hmm. gonna be. They should be mad about everybody. Why they I mean? let them? They're asking about you because they see me around you. Mm-hmm. They know I'm around you. They know. They know that you, you hold. You're uh, there. You hold a, a place. We don't even higher. sit next to each other when we record. For camera purposes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I get, I get what she's saying. I get what both of you are I mean, saying. I, I get what she's saying, but I'm saying, honestly, yeah, she's saying, what like, she's saying is valid too. I just niggas is weird. I really don't. But I, but I can say, as of recently, no one has asked about Steven. That's good. good. Kudos to them. <laughs> and that's why they've stuck around longer. Yeah, he's probably... actually made two months. That's a long time. There well, the, well, we tip <laughs> our hat to that gentleman. So that actually brings up a, to a good segue to our next question for you guys, which is that you are, so we know Naeem is dating. Are you <clears throat> dating or in a relationship? Is that a fair question to ask right now? Yeah, it's a fair question. Okay. Um, dating, but... I'm, I guess I'm in the same situation as Naima. Like, okay. I'm dating, but I'm not technically seeking a relationship right now. Okay. Like, I still want... Like, if it happens, it happens. Well, yeah, if it happens, yeah. it happens, but it's not something Naima that... she's seeking a relationship, right? That's what I got earlier. I want a relationship. I do. Uh-huh. But, but it's not know. one of them things I'm actually... What, okay, so my experience with dating in the summer was I put too much effort on dating people and wanting to be in a relationship gotcha. at that point. Like, oh, you don't... Okay, so I'm going to cut you off. You don't want to be in a relationship. It's fine. I feel like now I'm taking my time and I'm not taking it as serious, mm-hmm. which is making it... It doesn't have so much pressure involved mm-hmm. in it, and it's more fun for me now. Okay. Gotcha. So I think that's where I'm at. I want a relationship, but if this person isn't the one, then I'm cool with that. So whereas before, it was just like, oh, wasting my time. Yeah. One of those. So it's a little bit more like organic. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. So with that being said, what um, are each of you looking for? And this is a this is a presumption that you maybe want to get married or at least spend your life with somebody. A life partner. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A life partner. Um. What are each of you looking for in the person that you want to spend your life with? So, Naima started cheesing real hard. <laughs> I feel like she got... Oh, she, she got, already got the she answer got on deck. on lock. So, Ladies because that's such, it's such a... It's a... I mean, it's kind of like a cliche question, but at the same time, I feel like people don't give it a lot of thought. And then I think that TJ and I are always really interested in knowing that because we kind of like stumbled into forever with each other. You know, mm-hmm. like we were kids. And so... I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, well, actually, you kind of knew. You were like, "She's it." Like he was like, "You're talking shit, me. yo. Talking yeah. shit. Talking." I think men are usually they usually know exactly what it is what they want. Yeah, they see it. I feel like for me now, it varies. It okay. It varies. I feel like um, for me now, it changes. For me, it was just I, I seen what the other men in my family and friends were going through, so it was kind of like if you found something that hits what you want, then. Pursue it. You got it. I checked all your boxes. As opposed to, you know, you're young, so you should... Be out ma- here. That's with as many women as you yeah. can get and all this other stuff. Like, you, I got to kind of see, like, the different troubles and issues people came across. Like, I don't want that. 
know what I mean? I don't want someone disrespecting my mother or calling my house or playing games or Faking just pregnancies. doing anything. Double yikes. Yeah. You, you know somebody who did that? Do I? Probably. I know of somebody? Second, no, six no, degree no, separation? No. no, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think I just watched The Office. That's why. <laughs> I think Kelly did that one time. So oh, I think for me, Kelly Kapoor, that yeah. was just, you know, I met somebody who was dope. And yes, I gave you a compliment. Toot your horn, babe. Thank you, boo boo. I met someone who was dope and, and it just worked, you know? Um, like Danny said, I feel like we kind of just stumbled onto it. Like, this shit's working. We ain't got no issues. Let's just keep, let's just keep, keep it going. going, man. I literally was like, I'm going to ride this thing till the wheels fall off. And keep they just kind of, you know, never have. So, Good job, guys. This is not about us. This is about you guys. So, when thinking about that person that is could be your forever, what things matter mm-hmm. most? Or what do they, what boxes need to be checked? Um, I need the person to be my friend first. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... I always compare my partners a lot of times to like my great uncles and my grandfather and even Steven. It's like, if you can't do as much or do more as them, then why do I need you? Mm-hmm. And these are people who I'm not in an intimate relationship. They're family. Mm-hmm. So I need a man who is going to be a provider, um, both mentally and emotionally, spiritually, as well as financially. I can take care of myself, but can at any point if I get sick, can you take care of us? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, that's the main thing. I grew up around a lot of the older men in my family, so I do still believe in certain gender roles, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I need someone who balances me out because I can be really fucking annoying Mm -hmm. and I can be a brat and I shut up. It might ask you. (laughs) So I need someone to just, I need a a man who's a man. I need someone of an aggressor to be like, sit your down and relax. I got Mm -hmm. it. You know, Mm -hmm. I need that. I want someone who actually wants a family Mm -hmm. and wants to be married and Mm -hmm. who has a good relationship with their family. I want a partner who can teach me something and who's also open to learning from me. It's really hard these days to kind of find a man who actually wants to learn from their woman mm. and be open to that and not take it as you trying to tell them what to do or emasculating them in a sense. So that's what mm. I'm looking for. I just want to be happy. Happy and silly. I'm here for Aww, it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's, all, it's like, it's funny listening, listening oh, to that. And it's yes. like, it's really not, it's it's sad because it's really not asking a lot. It's not. But, but it's, it's also like, it's hard some, to come by sometimes. Some things, yeah, some things, no. Like what? Like what? Because I feel like back in the day, like, the men were the providers. But now women are doing the same things that men, as men. So it's kind of like. And, I, get, I get what you're saying. And the money is different now. So yeah, like. I don't know no one my age who can take care of their whole family. Like, babe, you don't got to do nothing. I got everything. No, I don't want to be like a stay at home mom. Yeah, no, 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 we fall on hard times. Like, are you going to be able to help me figure it out? Got you. You know, like, can you help us because we're together Mm -hmm. and vice versa? You You know, I want to make sure we can take care of each other at any point in time. And yeah, times are different now, but. People don't value relationships and genuine friendships within their relationships. That's it's like, fair. okay, you love me. But do you actually like me? Mm-hmm. People don't like their partners or a their lot, boyfriends yeah. or their girlfriends. Right. And that's the problem. Like, you mm-hmm. don't like each other. I think yeah. people lose that. Yeah. I think you... I think people forget... I mean, pretty much what you said earlier, like, friendship. Yeah. People forget that we were friends first, or at least we should have been friends first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That aspect get, gets lost, and it's like, I love this person, or I have love for this person, so that should outweigh anything else. But you yeah. still have to work at everything. like, And that's why, I like, 
at least for me, the podcast is so important because this forces Danny and I to have to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to talk to put out an episode. At least once a week. <laughs> like- so, <laughs> if anything, this is a time that we'll be able to communicate. We can talk about whatever, but it's forcing us that. It's forcing us to continue that conversation. And then with that, you got the little side missions. Like, oh, shit. We got a recording this day. Did I come up with my outline yet? Hey, did you do your outline? So now we're communicating on different on different levels. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. Like, you gotta like that person. Yeah, regardless. you like them first. Yeah, because people fall into a routine mm-hmm. and they get comfortable really quick, and then they Preach. look back and then it's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, what did I just do with all this time? I don't even fuck with you like that. Mm-hmm. But the, you got comfortable because they was always there, or they mm-hmm. provided certain things. And once that's get taken away, it's like you're you're fucking lost, mm-hmm. and then you resent them and you resent yourself. So yeah, I agree with both of y'all. Because people get into relationships out of convenience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't want that. And I think that's what scares me a lot now too when it comes to dating. Like I don't want something to just be convenient. Yeah, because you're there. Yeah, it's it, it's it's easy to fall into it because I think like when I circling back to what I was saying before about even in the best of situations, like when you start to build a life with a person, like a lot of things become routine mm-hmm. and become con- like constants and stuff. And so you start to kind of go into the fold of like, okay, this is my Monday, this is my Tuesday, mm-hmm. this is my Saturday and my Sunday. And it's, you don't mean to, but it just is the reality mm-hmm. of being like an adult, basically, of like, you just kind of go through it. Which but that's is why something you gotta work at it. You, you that's do why, it. That's yes. why, you know, relationships, it's not a job. But it's work. Like you yeah. have to work at it, and yeah, you can fall into your routine. But you gotta remember, like once it gets like two weeks, and it's like, oh shit, we didn't do nothing. We like there was no like we didn't have dinner together, or we didn't just having it. Like we didn't go out with each other. Like you gotta always calibrate it. You always yeah. gotta recalibrate and say, oh shit, like in a month did we go out? Mm-hmm. Now nah, we didn't. All right, so next month I gotta make sure that. We have our time. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know? you got to look up sometimes and be like, oh, shit. Like, what mm-hmm. happened? Because otherwise, it's going to be like 15 years later. And you're going to be like, yo, mm-hmm. wait. I hate yeah. this person. And all we talk about is the yeah. kids. We see we see all them old couples all the time. They'll come into, like, any sort of establishment. And they just bickering at each other. And you're like, how the fuck are you guys even married? It's mm-hmm. because they probably had a kid early. Mm-hmm. He probably already had a place. So she already had a place. So they moved in. So he was like, fuck it. I may as well propose. And it's like, you don't even, y'all don't even really like each other. Yeah. Y'all just doing this for whatever reason. You know, you know, societal reasons, financial reasons, and then y'all just kind of like just living with each other. Y'all are roommates. Y'all not even misery. Yeah, y'all are roommates. You're not even really in a relationship. And what I'll say is that I think sometimes that happens. But if your relationship was based on a strong, a decent foundation, Mm -hmm. you can sometimes come out of that because we've definitely have seasons of our marriage relationship where it was like yo this feels like my fucking roommate like because i'm just you know again eyeball deep in school and work and and motherhood and he's trying you know he's trying to find a new new job and he's in school and he's trying to be a dad and we're trying to do all the things Mm -hmm. and then it's just kind of you look up and you'd be like oh like the questions are always just around and like daycare mortgage like you know like it's very like matter of fact conversations which is um you know and so we've come from that time and I'm not saying that I, I hope and pray we don't have to go back there but like those things happen but what I do think is that because we were built off of 
a foundation of like being friends first and liking each other before like as people Mm -hmm. that we were able to kind of like claw our ways out of that when we you know have those moments but uh mr steven uh i have a much more simpler answer than naima does Uh well i think it's well it's different for women in general because y'all y'all have a y'all pool is not as great to pick from Oh, we got slim pickings. Yeah, yeah. In what not, ways? That's not unfair. Come on, fam. You know how dudes is out here moving. Yeah, but don't generalize us, Steve. Don't generalize you, men or women when yeah. it comes to that. I yeah. hate those but you are probably an exception to the rule, babe. I'm, I might be just because our situation is unique, but there's other people who have the this, this similar story as us, or, or there's other people who gone through just different things. But just to say that the pick, I, I don't know. I don't think I think we are, don't put ourselves in the right situations in the right sometimes places. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Sometimes I'm learning that. There may be the guy who loves Naima, but Naima don't don't love him. You know what I mean? There may be someone who's right there in front of her face who hits all the boxes, but because of whatever, he may never get that chance. But whose fault is that? That's not my fault. That would be a relationship out of convenience just because you love me and like me. I'm Yeah, yeah no, that's fair. That's fair. Mm. It has it has, has it ever to happened to y'all? We're like somebody or either end, like we're like you were into. We gotta come back to that though. We, we didn't oh, yeah. Oh, I I got it. It's, okay. it's fine. It's fine. No, no. Oh, um, <laughs> yes, give, us, give us your high level box. Um, I think for me it's much more simpler. Like I'm all about growth and progression. So. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily seek specific things outside of like somebody that I could actually just enjoy my downtime with. Mm-hmm. Like I work long hours, like I got different projects that I work on, so it's like my downtime is like my, my downtime. So one somebody that's flexible enough to actually be available during my downtime. That's mm-hmm. important because I have to actually end a relationship with somebody because our schedules was just not aligning. Mm-hmm. And other things that I won't bring up, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, somebody who's available when I'm available, because if we can't spend time with each other, then it's pointless. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, like I'm just real simple. Like I just, mm-hmm. I like chilling in the crib, stepping out to eat from time to time, and just somebody that's really about like just growing from a mental and spiritual perspective. Like I'm always thinking about the different things that I could do, whether it's financially, mentally, spiritually, physically, that I would like to improve. So I would like somebody on that same sort of wavelength. Because a lot of times people tend to like, like I never believed in people that was like, oh, this is how I am and this is just how I'm going to be forever. Like, that's not true. Like, you're going to go through different things in your life. You're going to have different experiences and those things are going to mold you, even if you don't want them to mold you. Mm -hmm. So I would like somebody that's way more receptive into learning about just learning about themselves and then growing about themselves. Like, I remember I had a conversation with Antoine one time, and he's been with his wife now for maybe 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. And I remember we was on a train going somewhere, and he was like, yo, every day I learn something new about my wife. Hmm. And they at the time, they was probably together for like six or seven years. Wow. And that was like mind-blowing to me, because it's like, that's really what life is about. Like, mm-hmm. who you are at this juncture is completely different than five years from now, ten years from now. Mm-hmm. So I would like somebody who's way more receptive to that and knowing that they're not a finished product because we all have the potential to change and grow to something greater than what we are now. I think that's fair. And I don't think that was as, like, simple as you it wanted to make it. True. But it, sound it's, complex it was to me. thoughtful. Well, it was really just growth and progression. It's mad levels to it. Mm-hmm. 
it was really just growth and progression, and then I just added some, you know, tidbits here and there. Oh, well, we appreciate mm. the elaboration. He's <laughs> um, gonna be rapid fire. If what is your name a deal breaker though for a relationship or not <laughs> starting a relationship? What's a deal and wait, wait, what's a deal breaker for? Yes, what's a deal breaker? Give me any deal breaker for you. Uh, a liar. Done. What's a deal breaker for you? Why is it rapid fire? Um, Just because I let them elaborate. Unappreciative. Ooh. Okay, now, why? If you lie to me, I can't trust you. One small lie would make me question what certain things. What do you consider things. a lie, though? Let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> Yo, it's smart. That's like marriage <laughs> tedious, bro. Yeah. Like, the, like the fucking chest iron cat from Alice Thank, thank you. And just like, and he, he got, got purple he on. He got the purple on, so it's like you're just floating right now. It's like... <laughs> Well, hold a little mad here. I'm just, I'm just inquiring. I'm listening. Because Danny said, so me and Danny, we dated for a little bit. We broke up. You lied. Point being clear. I know you dated. I didn't lie. I you was, omitted. I was joking. It was very childish. It was. It was. But you could tell that we were in high school. I told her I got hit by a bus. Right. See, it's stuff like that Listen. that works the whole entire spirit. I was, like four, I was like 15. I thought it was funny, like, ha, 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 We weren't, we weren't aimed. That's just that to, to put that into perspective. But I'm saying that to say, is that considered, would you consider that, like, lying? I broke up with you. You, well, we were already on the verge of breaking up. Because <laughs> your friend annoying. was trash. <laughs> your friend was trash and she was hating. Oh my god! And I was bringing a, a strain into our relationship. First of all, okay, first of all, wait. What was the point of you even telling a lie? That little. I think I was like home, and she was like, "Why are you home on this day?" And I was like, "I got hit by a bus. I'm recovering." I mean, that would have been like. I don't think I would have gotten mad about that, but okay. it depends on the context. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. That was so, scary. She's always butting in. She do. So I was joking. Danny said I I lied, and I'm like. I it was think... it was a joke, so I wasn't lying. So that's why I, that's why I'm like when you said no, a lie, I mean like real. You mean like real lies, lying. like, like I have a kid, dishonest, like <laughs> yeah. stuff like I gotcha. can't, you know, because okay. being good. able I'm to trust homeless. somebody is really right. I'm homeless. Nah, you, there's a lot of homeless dudes out here, but they're lying and they live with their baby mothers. Mm-hmm. See stuff like that. That's a lie. Yeah, okay. like, mean like, so, you mean like a real. I lie. mean like a real lie. Okay, to so that felt like now I can't trust you. So, but that so a, that would that would have irritated me. Like you got hit by a bus, so why aren't you in the hospital? Like I would have dragged it. I'd have been home already. I was home already. I was yeah. recovering. And like, no, this, I can't. Let's put this, let's put this in context. I was <laughs> like, like six, dead. Like, I was like what? sixteen, and I was like. Did you, you just laughed from it, and that was it. I just wanted to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been I was like, what are you talking about? I, that's like, what I was saying. I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I was like, first he said he got hit by a car, and then I was like, are you okay? And he's like, he broke his leg. And I was like, okay. And, he, and then he said he went from car to bus, and I was like, wait a minute. No. And I was just like, you so wait, did. Did, y- did I y- y- speak the day before? No. Probably. I don't, I don't even know. know. See, I'm one of those kind of people. Like, I just spoke to you yesterday, and you were fine. Now you got hit by a bus, and now you're home. Why are you lying? Yeah. Well, and, that can happen. No, you got hit by a bus, and immediately the next day you're home. Yeah. No. There yeah. we go. Next question. Because now, <laughs> now you're alive. How many people have now, gotten to a car accident and was home right then and yeah, there? Yeah, not hit by the car. Not hit by a bus. I know. I know a person who, like, every summer, who Iron Man. <laughs> every summer she <laughs> got hit by a bus. An Avenger. Avenger. be to get hit. Every summer, for like three, four summers straight, she got hit by a bus. <laughs> what? <laughs> And it was like, you seen her today? Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then tomorrow, she was in a cast. 
So that's why I was like, this is plausible. She was so, on some Final Destination type stuff. Like yo, she was risking I'm it you, all. It was like it was like three, four summers. She yeah. was always in a cast. That's ridiculous. And she always got hit by a bus. Is she? How is she now? Do you know? Is she alive? Yeah, she's still alive. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> well, I hope her summers are better. <laughs> That's like, crazy. I hope she got them checks. We'll see. I don't know. They probably thought now she was trying. Now that I'm I'm like, maybe that was the, the Maybe she was thing. lying. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. It was just silly. But Yes, I'm very silly. Yeah. I like I was irritated. And and I, I can we, see why you would be irritated. And we were, I think we were on too. our way out. That was like the first time when we tried to go together. The second time we went together is the time that we stuck it out and we're here to this day. Mm-hmm. This was the first time. He had given me a really shitty Christmas present. So that also like added insult to injury. Give, what did he give you? He gave me a hand-me-down watch. It from wasn't a hand. Well, it was, but wow. Did it mean anything? Was it like, oh, this is a watch from my no, no, mother? No, nothing. Again, I was fifteen. No, you were like sixteen. I was 17. fifteen, bro. You were not okay. Whatever. I was fifteen Go ahead. because Go ahead. we stopped speaking. Speak my your birth, truth. my sixteenth birthday. Talk your shit. The one that you wished me a happy birthday the day after because you wanted to act like you didn't know when my birthday was, but you knew when my birthday was. Anyway, so yeah, so it was like 15. I asked my mother. I said, she wants a, a watch. She said, I got you. I'll get you a watch. I didn't know my mother was going to give me a watch that, that she had purchased or, or a watch that someone gave, gave her. that she didn't want that was sitting in her jewelry box collecting dust. And then he, the, he said, had me waiting outside in the snow. Because oh we were not in the we, snow. We were there. We were, you were hanging not out in all the day. snow. You're a liar. We were hanging out all day. <laughs> and I gave him his, she was outside, though. I gave, him his video, <laughs> I gave him his video game that he wanted, that he specifically asked for, that was brand new wow. in the wrapper. And then. The watch was brand new, too. He put it. So was it in the box? But no, no fucking cotton. So all I could hear was jingling. Ching, ching. The ching. Oh, my God. You just threw it in <laughs> the box. You're a wild dude. I was <laughs> Wow. Team. And he was like, so I was like leaving. Let's talk about the gifts now. Like, no, no, no. I was like, I gotta go. He's like, I gotta go. And I was like, I was like, babe, I have to leave. And he was like, and I was like, he still didn't give me my present. And I said, and he was moment. like, he was like, wait right here. <laughs> but puts me out the house. And he's like, I thought it was right, gonna be wait. like. Listen, he gave I it to me out the house in this cold to give her a gift. Yeah, because he had to go run and grab it out the jewelry box because it wasn't even it wasn't even wrapped. And then he he comes back out and I hear it. All right, so let's talk about the gifts now. And then right. I open it up and I was you like, talk about that. Okay, at 15. Was it even a cute watch? No. Wow, that's mm. crazy. I was, okay, and I was 15. Okay. Can, can we take the context? <laughs> How is this about us? This is our interview then. We're back, <laughs> I feel like we're back. Like, oh, my God. Let's take the context. At 15, yes, I was a terrible gift giver. Okay. What am I now? You're a much better gift giver. I'm a much better? You're a much better gift giver, yes. That's it. I'm just much better. You are a good gift giver. I'm a legendary gift giver. What's the most legendary gift you've given me? Everything. Okay. I gave you your daughter. See, you don't get any better than that. Okay. But I wasn't, I wasn't even gonna go there. My gifts don't be fire, Danny. Your gifts to be fire. Sure. Yeah, you're a hater. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? I can take ownership. At 15, gifts were trash. She can't say that the gifts I get her now are trash. The dress you got on right now, what is that? A gift. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. And this is why I tell people don't get married. Shut up. <laughs> I appreciate you. You gotta deal with this bullshit. <laughs> you did, you're a great gift giver, baby. No, no, don't say no. You are the bomb.com. No, no, you trash for that. Anywho. Um, but you said um, unappreciative. Oh, yeah. So um, that's your deal breaker. So why is that? I was in a relationship where, well, I'm just naturally a, just a very selfless and giving person mm-hmm. when I'm dating somebody. Mm hmm. 
and the person I was dating, like I was doing everything, well, not everything possible, but going above and beyond to mm. support them. Hmm. And it was not being reciprocated at all. Was that the one I wanted to beat up? Oh, you want to beat up every person I date. They be playing like, Ooh. I don't yeah. <laughs> possibly. So yeah. I would say yes. Okay. Um, so there's like a law averages probably did. She didn't want to beat her up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's threatened like every, we're not going to talk about that. Are you? <laughs> um, yeah, and that just, like, really left a sour taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. It was, like, even though if if it was, like, something, it didn't even have to be something, like, significant or huge, but it's, like, yo, I'm I'm doing this just to be supportive, and it was, like, I wasn't getting anything returned. Not that I even asked. Like, I've never been the type of dude, like, yo, my girl has to cook for me. Yeah. She got to make sure she do X, Y. Like, I'm not, I don't support all gender roles like that. If yeah. I'm able to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. I, I could do this shit. So it was like you was even saying like a thank you or yeah, yeah just be thoughtful just be considerate of like because this person yeah. doesn't have to do that shit. So ever since then it was like yo just show a level of appreciation because I don't have to be here. I understand that. <laughs> I feel like there's a story underneath of that. Yeah, it just meant something. I felt that. It spoke mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Your soul. You know. You don't feel like I'm appreciative. I, I, I give okay gifts. You give. You give. <laughs> wait, wait until Christmas. You give, you give no. gifts. Wait until Christmas. That's wait, fine. I'm gonna, give you, I'm gonna give you a nice gift. That's, see, I think the thing with it is like, I I am appreciative of the things that TJ does for me, but I think that where our disconnect has been in the past, not now, but is that it'd be like, but I didn't ask for those things doesn't mean I don't appreciate it but then mm-hmm. also too though like that's kind of his love language right it's like gift giving and like physical touch and so mine is, and, and mine is like um, my number one is acts of service and words of affirmation right so while I acts of service no act of service I is like I that you needed that dress <laughs> What the so hell? That dress. First of all, that, that didn't my, even come out right. So, so I think that sometimes it was like, it, like that's a big thing in relationships is like when you know in your love language and making sure that you're speaking that's not right. your language to your but partner, theirs. but theirs. Mm-hmm. Totally because that is something that we both have struggled with. Because, but so for me, it's like, oh, I love that he bought me this dress. I love this dress, whatever. But it's like, the thing that really like will get me like, oh my God, thank you so much would be like if I come home and the kitchen is clean or he picks up Tatum and takes her to swim class for me so I could get like an hour, like an hour, 90 minute nap in or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like those are, I think, things that can be like deal breakers can be avoided if you also know the language that the person that you totally are speaking. Agree. But when I, I talk do about that, that you got to reciprocate. You, you got to be not, not reciprocate. You got to be accepting, thankful, thoughtful. But thankful, I am thankful. Yeah. Thankful. Yeah. I am thankful. Nah, I've done <laughs> I've done those things, and I ain't getting like, oh baby, oh my god, none of that. It was like, I right, appreciate you. That's not that's not true. <laughs> she gave you a daff and left. <laughs> Facts. Facts. That is not true. Okay. I would be super appreciative. Okay. But it's just like that those things like are appreciated, but like maybe they don't tug at my heartstrings the same way like a like I don't know. Like an active service would do. Right. So but let's keep it a buck. Do I ask you for anything? You don't have to ask me for anything. But if I'm going to go shopping for myself, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get you something. Or if I see something that I think that you might appreciate or something that you might need, like you don't like going shopping. so I know, but that's also why I don't always think about other people when I'm shopping because I don't like to shop. I don't need you. So to... I'm just like trying to get in and get out. That's cool. But my thing is that 
if you go to the store and you say, TJ loves this juice, I would appreciate it. Like, if you grabbed it, it's going to mean the world to me because that's... It's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, shit. You, you just thought about me. Okay. I'll go get you some juice, nah. baby. <laughs> trash now. It's over for you. See, this is the thing. Because every time that something like this happens, and he'd be like, nope, window closed. He was like, opportunity over. But... You lost. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> so... We are gonna... <laughs> looking slow for Christmas. Looking mad quiet. What is that? <laughs> I still love she holiday season. Yeah, yeah, all heard. She don't want no gifts. So. That's not what I had. All I want. She wants the acts of service. Exactly. That's all she wants. Rub my feet and tell me I'm pretty. Mm. Nah, I'm not and doing all that now. You could save yourself. You could have saved fifteen percent or more with your car insurance if you just like. <laughs> Do what you're told. Exactly. <laughs> That's Rub it. my feet. Tell me I'm pretty. That's it. That's and do the dishes. Want. That's all people want? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. That's all I want. They dropping jewels. Yeah, I hear that. Exactly. You no want the gifts. <laughs> Rub feet. My love don't cost a thing. Pretty. That's all they want. No, I want stuff. <laughs> I want stuff and things. <laughs> That's my love language. I don't need a whole lot. I just like... I want stuff and things. L- listen, I tell TJ all the time. I be like, just talk to me nice. Like... Mm. Talk to me nice. That means because he's not always a nice talker. So like, talk to me nice, and then I'm like, that's like half the battle. But um, we're gonna change gears again um, because we've done a lot of relationship talk. Yeah, and I've learned a lot, Mm -hmm. and I think you've learned a lot about us. Yeah. Um, So one unique thing, as for those people who are listening, about the four of us at the table, is that 75% of us have had uh, weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. I'll let you guess which which three of us have. um, So made some changes. (laughs) There has been some changes. uh, Well, three of the four of us look uh, mildly different from the last time the four of us were together um, recording. Damn, damn. Right, because like, I still be seeing like, because I have like all the files in my Dropbox, so mm-hmm. I still see like a random screenshot of like when y'all was on the show and mm-hmm. Mandy was on the show, mm-hmm. and it's like crazy how much weight all of y'all lost. Yeah, so like right now, um, just you know, going around. So like I'm f- almost five months out because I had my surgery in August, and I'm down sixty two pounds last time I checked. Congrats, nice. congrats. And thank you. Spicy. Thank you. TJ had his surgery in June and he mm-hmm. is down 124. Ew, spicy. Talk your yes. Shit. And Naima, yeah. when did you have your surgery and how much weight have you lost? <clears throat> I had mine April of 2018, so almost 20 months mm-hmm. ago. And I'm down about 105. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I'm excited because that's like. And I didn't have surgery, exactly. but I'm eating more. <laughs> How much weight have you gained? I don't know. I haven't checked. Okay. That's good. You don't I just keep eating. That's literally. I mean, listen, you know what? Some people are blessed and fortunate to eat and not gain a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. This is true. Um, work, capitalize on it for as long as your metabolism allows. Yes, babe. And, you know, because it's a beautiful thing. It's not. It's mm-hmm. a gift that it's not given to everyone. I, I have switched up my diet, though. About, it's been like, what, maybe two years mm-hmm. since I cut out uh, beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, you know what it is? I just, it was like a one random day. I think I was going to my parents' crib. My parents live in like the uh, East Flatbush in mm-hmm. Brooklyn. 
And so that's like a big Caribbean uh, neighborhood. Yeah. And I just noticed like all the old elderly people were like obese, mm-hmm. limping, like struggling to get from from the bus to the sidewalk. And I was like, yo. And then I remember in high school, my high school was in Bensonhurst. Mm-hmm. And that's like a large Asian and like Russian community. Mm-hmm. But all the old people, they would be outside before we would get to school. And they'd be outside jogging, like training, walking, jogging, jogging and everything. Yeah. And the only thing that made sense to me was like their, their, their diet. Like, yeah. And if you even go to like the Chinese restaurant, the Asians, they don't eat the food that they actually they serve. serve. Mm-hmm. They always eat like steamed rice, vegetables and things of that nature. So I just took it upon myself. I was like, look, I'm going to start slowly just cutting out certain things from my diet. So that way, when I'm in my latter stages, I'm not going to be, you know, on my deathbed with all these ailments. Because <laughs> you, once you, like, I'm starting to get to that age where I start to see, like, all the relatives in my family and start to see, like, how age is starting to get to them. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's kind of, like, saddening and unfortunate because even though they necessarily they didn't necessarily do anything negative but mm. they didn't have the knowledge of like eating better yeah. or knowing like all the traditional foods that they eat from the caribbean is kind of like fucking with their body off you know over this extended period of time so you feel a difference since you stopped eating beef yeah that was my question oh yeah like way more energetic in general i'm still lazy but way more energetic the <laughs> now crazy, the choice like the crazy part i think was like the crazy thing that happened to me, like, I had a burger from Bear Burger. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they feed all of their, like, whatever, wherever they get their meat from, all the, their, they feed the cows and whoever, like, all organic stuff. So, normally, when you eat a regular beef burger, like, you feel mad, la- uh, lackadaisical, like, mm-hmm. full and sl- and just very sluggish. I had that burger, and I felt like Fine. nothing. Like, I just had, like, a glass of water. So, I knew... That clearly that like something that they yeah yeah clearly this the way we're eating is not beneficial. So I, I can agree with you on that, and I mean I've gone back and forth with the thought of like giving up red meat, but a burger is like probably the only reason why I won't do it because every once in a while I just really want a good ass burger. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really eat steak like that. I don't really do like much else, you know, with steak. I mean sorry with um like beef or anything like that. But it's just like a good burger, a good fucking burger. It's hard to come by. And so that's the only time I'm like, damn, like I really can't part ways totally. But um, my question, I'm going to jump, switch gears. And my question is going to be for Naima, but then I'm going to follow back around it because there's somebody who is um, adjacent to mm-hmm. a loved one going through this. I have a question for you as well. But for you, Naima, mm-hmm. um, what has been like your... Like your experience or your growth, like since having the surgery, because you're further out than TJ and I have been. Like you're over, well over a year now, and so what has been the last? What have the, what have the last twenty months like been like for you? Um, because we've you know shared our kind of experiences, but mm-hmm. I'm really interested to hear like what else other people have gone through. Um, for me, everything has been very mental mm-hmm. and emotional mm-hmm. for me, um, and I didn't think it would be that way when I first had the surgery. And then I was also very scared to have it done because of all the other health issues I was dealing with as far as like fertility. And um, I talked about on the show, I dealt with like an eating disorder from the age of 14 to like 26. So once I hit 26, that's when I started to gain a whole bunch of weight. Mm. Because it's like when you have a drug, most people who stop smoking, they turn to like candy and sugar, mm-hmm. like that you need something to make up for that. So then I was mm-hmm. at a point where it's now I can eat whatever I want and not necessarily feel bad, but not realizing that this is another uh, another different type of eating disorder, mm-hmm. you know? So 
I gained weight with that, and then I was dealing with fertility issues, with really, which is what really made me decide to get the surgery done. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. I thought I don't when I was 30, and I was getting older, and I wanted to have children. And I was dealing with like, a lot of cysts and stuff happening, and mm-hmm. I educated myself. And when you're a woman who is heavier, a lot of times the fat in your, the cyst in your body feed off of the fat. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it a lot harder for you to get pregnant or keep a baby. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, I was dealing with, still dealing with my eating disorder because although I was heavier, I didn't like to eat. Mm-hmm. I would binge eat. I could eat for a whole day and then not eat for four days straight. Mm-hmm. So then I was put on the steroids to help with my appetite. So you're taking steroids. So that's bulking you up even more. Exactly. So then it was just like an ongoing circle of just being on medication. And I had times when I was in the studio when I would get like really sick and we would have to stop recording because I would get sick and I have to throw up because I took medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a time when... Um, I was on this other medicine that make my hand shake. I mm. think you guys were there for the, one of the episodes, and I was trying to pour water, and my hand kept shaking. Mm-hmm. And Stephen kind of like just took and poured the water for me. So it was just a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after having the surgery done, I just felt like I was given a second chance at life. Mm-hmm. Just like, okay, this is my time to like really appreciate the things I didn't appreciate before. The first few months, I was very emotional. I would just break down and just start crying out of nowhere. I did not know why I was crying, but mm-hmm. I was happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't really vocalize that or understand why I was just so emotional and just so appreciative. Um, the mental strain comes from food. I still don't have the healthiest relationship with food. It's still very much a negative thing for me sometimes to even mm-hmm. want to eat because mm-hmm. then I go into this whole thing of if you eat, you're going to get big again and then you just went through this big surgery and it was like a waste of time. Like I mm-hmm. deal with that literally every day. And I don't know if everyone is as honest about that part when it comes to surgery. Like your relationship with food is still very strained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm in a beauty industry. I'm a makeup artist and an esthetician. I own my own business. So everything I deal with deals with looks. Mm-hmm. So... Being a pretty big girl, I wasn't looked at as much of a threat. Like, you're pretty. I'm sure you date, but, you know, I'm prettier. I got a nice body. So Mm -hmm. then when I started to lose weight and I had to be around these women who have known me only as a big girl, Mm -hmm. it became a very negative environment for me to go to work. Mm -hmm. Because women aren't always that nice when they feel like you might be Be competition, a threat to them. Yeah. So I had to deal with that. So then going through my own internal struggles with losing weight and getting comfortable in this body and then having negative energy on top of that, it was very overwhelming Mm. these past 20 months. And I feel like right now I'm slowly starting to come out of that. Even with dating, it was hard. A lot of guys I dated when I was bigger, they don't like me no more. They don't Mm. even talk to me. And Mandy has said that before too. She was like, there was a difference between the guys who were interested in her at her larger size versus now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Way, way different. Um, And then I guess because I went through like a good five or six years of being heavier to where I wasn't always before. To me, I just feel like I'm back to who I was when I was in college. Yeah. To where other people have this totally different idea of who I am and who I'm supposed to be, and they put that pressure on me, and it's just like, honey, I'm the same person. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you to calm down. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> got it, got it. <clears throat> but overall, I'm I'm happy. I don't regret it at all. That's good. I think, and I think that's important because, like, I, I've had the what it taught me was like that me and tj even though we both struggle with our weight we have like really different relationships with food Mm -hmm. and because like tj like drink like most of his calories like juice soda all stuff like that so and then i was like food like i I like variety like i like to eat and Mm -hmm. so 
when I was like struggling, like during like the the beginning stages when you could only eat like purees and stuff like that. That's when I got sick because I'm like I can't stomach this. I still don't ever want fucking soup ever again in life because to me it's the opposite. I feel like. That pureed food was so much easier for me. Now that, I get overwhelmed. You, you were chefing it up. Yeah, but I wasn't in like I was DMing Naima like, "Well, please send me stuff or whatever." But then I, like, yeah, I, I didn't too, like I didn't like the purees. I was too far oh, gone. No. I got so dehydrated. I got so sick. I couldn't keep anything down. And then I had to go like get readmitted to the hospital. Yeah. And it was like it was a struggle. And I was just laying there like this. Like it wasn't until after I came out of that last hospital visit. That when I could like start to eat like soft foods and like eat stuff that have flavor, where I was like, because before that I was laying there every night and be like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, is this about to be the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And I was, I like was laying there like I should have just been fat. I should just stay fat because those moments. And but now that like I'm on the other side of it, now that I see the weight loss, now that clothes are fitting better, now that I have more energy, now that I have, I can chase after Tatum, you know, better and. You know, and I'm and people are also, you know, like seeing the difference with me too. Like, I'm like, okay, I did the right thing, um, and like, I'm excited for what's to come as well. Um, being still so early into it, um, I do sometimes have those fears too about like, because you hear about stories about people gaining the weight back, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, yo, this is way too much work to like put the weight back on. But yeah. I can see how it happens because like I see, still eat. That's hard for me. Regular, I slip up. I haven't gotten back on track since the summer, but I'm still mindful of it. Like, you drink a lot of your calories. I love my coffee, but I'm sitting here with water trying to, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> balance out the sugar. So, like, I don't drink a lot of my calories now. But before, yeah. Oh, before. Yeah, Give that was juice. me. Like, it was just coffee. I didn't if, like soda, my but diet coffee. Yeah. If I could have lived off of just juice, soda, I, like, I like food. But it wasn't like my go-to. Yeah, because I be wasn't like, my thing. Same. I'd be like, yeah. babe, I'm hungry, and he'd be like, I'm not. Like he was not hungry ever, but he was always like, yeah, thirsty. Like thirsty, he always yeah. drank, 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 and I was always like, I want food. But since getting the surgery, I'm more mindful, and you know, like because our stomach is so much smaller, we can't eat as much. So now I got to be strategic on what mm. I'm going to eat. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, what protein can I eat? And then after I eat that protein, then I can eat whatever starch or or whatever. But for me, that's what I, you know, I cherish food more too because it's like a lot of us overeat. Mm-hmm. A lot of us just get whatever we want and we're like, well, get it, we'll Gorge. eat it tomorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we 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 get an abundance of stuff as opposed to just getting that meal or or getting something just to hold you over or you know eating small meals. But now it's like, do I want to waste my stomach on something that's not even going to be beneficial? You know what I mean? At least that's that's my thinking. Yeah. Like it's like when you I'd rather eat this this chicken that's, that's gonna give me the protein as opposed to eating something that's not gonna do anything for me. Instead mm-hmm. of me eating a dessert mm-hmm. that's not gonna Fill do anything. Yeah. I'd rather eat something else. So that, that I mean that's my thinking. But I do have those those fears as well of like like Cheez Its are a weakness a weak a oh, weak yeah. spot for him. Yeah. I will fuck some cheeses up. <laughs> so but I, I I try to be mindful of that, you know. I'm not getting a value size or anything like that, you know. I'm I'm actually reading the calories. Or if I have cheeses today, I'm not going to eat cheeses again tomorrow. Tomorrow, I may give it a few days, you know. I mean, I I go to the gym, so that's another aspect. But I do have those like it was one time, like one week, I was. Fucking cheeses up like every day, 
And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to step on the scale. Yeah. And then when I did step on the scale, I was still losing, so it fucked me up. Yeah. But I'm also mindful because I don't want to, I don't want to get cocky and be like, oh, this shit gonna drop off anyway. I'm gonna do whatever I want because that's not how. Because that's not how it works. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the stomach can definitely stretch, stretch. back out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, mine has it at all. Like I, yesterday, so Thanksgiving was yesterday, but I. I literally had like little bites of everything, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, that's that's what it strategically, like, what am I gonna eat? Yeah, yeah. I was like yeah, doing yeah. the one bite thing. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take like two bites of this, two bites of that, two bites. and then I got stuffed, and then I fell asleep. I nodded off for a second, then I came, I woke back up, and it was like 40 nibbled minutes later, and I nibbled a little bit more. But like I, the way, like you know, you pile up your plate to the top, I, I can't. can't do that anymore. And it was like, but I mean, I still was happy because I'm like, I got a little bit of everything mm-hmm. I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I, like I was grateful for that, but it's like it's it's nice to know that like okay now it's like you feel this like what I, and what I've described it to people as is like the feeling that you get so much faster when you have the surgery is like the way you feel on Thanksgiving after you've eaten a whole bunch and you know how you feel like your stomach can't take another bite of anything, yeah, but now it's like it's a regular Tuesday in September and you're like I've had three bites of chicken and your stomach feels like you can't. I have anything, anything else. else you're gonna get sick. Yeah, so I've dealt with those moments of actually getting sick mm. from eating. Yeah, I've had. I've only had the dumping like like once or twice. For me, it was like the dehydration. I wasn't getting enough fluids or anything in, and I was just like, I was yeah. all fucked up. I had bruises all up and down my arm from being stuck every which way by because like, then of course like they couldn't find like a okay. a good vein because my they were like so they were like so dried out and everything and it was the worst. I was just laying there like I can't believe I did this to myself, but. I'm glad that I'm just glad that like we're having the conversation about it because mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of the being overweight, obese, whatever you want to call it, is like something that's so obvious to people that's like but as far as like a flaw that people have, but at the same time it's one that like People kind of just like brush up. It's like you're, it's like you're treating it like it's a choice. Like I, ch- you chose to get yeah. this, mm-hmm. and it's really like not the case. And no, we do make choices about what we put in our bodies. I mean, right? some, but, but but like anything, sometimes it, sometimes it can be a choice. Sometimes there, there are people who are like they have shows about it. Like they want to be the biggest people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I feel like the conversation needs needs to happen because there's a stigma. That if you get weight loss surgery, you're doing it the easy way. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 and that's, that's bullshit. my, pet that's peeve my too. biggest pet like, peeve. Like you have no idea what like, the hell I go through, what I went through laying on yes. the table. Yeah, that pain. Like, like yeah, this this isn't easy. This at is all. this is actually to me the hardest, the hardest because thing. everything is regulated. Like I got to take special vitamins. I got to do special things. I need to make sure I'm I'm getting certain intake. Making sure my hair don't fall out. Like you I dealt to... with that. My hair has fallen out. Mine mm-hmm. is shedding up was shedding up here by my edges cuz I was like not consistent taking my vitamins cuz I couldn't get anything down. So it really wasn't until October that I was like more consistently taking the vitamins cuz like even the fact that like like and, I'm, and Steven's like looking at us and like no, now I, I, I'm tuned in. So, <laughs> but like for example, like you know like before the surgery, like you could pop like a multivitamin or one a day or a foot mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck, and like that'd be like all right, cool bet. But like you can't do that anymore because your body can't even absorb everything the same way it did beforehand because yeah. your stomach is so much smaller. So you have to take like. You You'd could have take, to take like powder. A, like we, so our doctors like gave us. You could take vitamins, but we would have to take like ten, fifteen because our stomach can only break down a certain amount of it. 
and the rest so. would just become like just kind of pass through mm-hmm. and so you take like a, there's like a powder supplement or whatever that you have to like put into like water or juice or whatever and, and drink and, <laughs> and drink that instead but you do that because if you don't like we're in like a Facebook group with the people from this the hospital that we had our surgery and motherfuckers be on there talking about like their hair falling out and then but then some people talk about like their, even their teeth falling out and things like that because you need like nutrients and mm-hmm. stuff to keep all that shit in your body yeah. right yeah. and that's the stuff that you don't think about like and I you know so like TJ was joking about me about my hair you know having all this hair and stuff like that at the beginning episode of the episode but I was really concerned because I had braids in like all summer leading into the surgery even after the surgery so all my women who get their hair braided, you know that you're going to have like excess shedding and stuff because you've had your hair braided up for a long time. So mm-hmm. when I finally did take my hair out, I was like, I don't know if this is like abnormal amounts or if this is like normal because I've had my hair in box braids and stuff. And then I kind of saw like I had a little bit of this. It's like legit where the same place where I lost my hair after I had Tatum, which is like postpartum shedding is a thing too. And so I'm like freaking out because I'm like, I cannot. I'm like, I will not. Be bald. I would yeah. not go oh, through that. Doing the baldy? No, Damn, I'm not. Crazy. I don't have. I have a large head. I have like a knot back here. It's not gonna work. But um, that's definitely been something where, like, I mean, it's not. It's it's kind of vain, but at the same time, it's like it's a reality. It's like, a reality. Yeah, You're yeah, a woman. that's a real thing. And but, I had to deal with that. I'm yeah. still dealing with that now when it comes to my hair. To which I found another hairdresser who can actually help me with that because mm-hmm. when we have the surgery, we need lots of protein. Yeah. My body is lacking a lot of protein right now because I'm still losing weight to where the doctors thought I would have stopped right now but I haven't so that's mm. another medical thing we have to get into with my doctors forgot why am I still losing weight got it and then my hair is still shedding excessively like mm-hmm. if I brush my hair right now I will have hair coming mm-hmm. out like so my hair is growing long but it's not full and it's shedding and that comes from the lack of protein and yeah. then the other summer I had a ball spot in front of my head and I was mm-hmm. just like what is happening yeah. like why is this going on my nails are really brittle to where I don't get my nails done like I used to before yeah, right? so now yeah. I have to wear press on nails and even then sometimes that hurts mm-hmm. wow so it's like little things and that's just so like it's not the easy way like it's just like you're we're foregoing and like a lot of other things i think we say it's easy because because we don't know Mm because i was one i was one person who was like i would never do this i would never do this because it's the easy way out um and then i had health ailments and it changes the perspective yeah you know i'm going to my doctor we're trying different diets i'm trying pills I had high blood pressure. I have sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I always say, once I had Tatum, I was like, I got to be here for her. All right. Speaking of my doc, and, and our doctor, he's always been a big proponent of weight loss surgery. Like, listen. It's here for a reason. These are the pros. These are the cons. This is, we've tried all this. Mm-hmm. This may be so the route you need to need go. To and like you said earlier, to me, it was like the best decision I made. Yeah. Like, I feel like I got to. Second chance at life. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it makes you very emotional when you talk about it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, no, 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 no. It could, de- <laughs> it could definitely get you there, but yeah, my biggest pet peeve because for people to think that this is easy, like to me, it's just harder. Mm-hmm. Like because again, especially for like for like for my wife, for someone who likes food, right? If you love food. You can't eat the same shit that you used to eat. You can't mm-hmm. even eat it the way that you used to eat it. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy it the same For way. me, I'm glad. Listen, we go on a date. You split that fucking You can bill. split this. We can get, we, we gonna get <laughs> we seven one, wings. And one appetizer and we One out. appetizer and that's it. And, like, and I feel good. like that part makes me nervous when I go out. With my mm-hmm. friends, is cool. But when I'm going on a date, it's like, 
Okay, so how am I going to explain this? Okay, so I can't eat a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to get just this little bit of food. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at me like, but you didn't touch your food. Like, what's going on? And depending on how long I've known him or how comfortable I am, I will tell him. That's a different but aspect, then, too. Yeah, yeah dating don't is have to different. Think about, yeah. yeah, dating is different when you have the surgery because then this guy I'm dating, he actually went with my, my Instagram. He was like, you look a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> like, you like, catfish? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, um, I just want to say I was doing some working on your Instagram and you look really good. It's a big difference. I was like, yeah. And, and I, I just saw- broke it down and explained it to him. He's like, like, okay, actually- cool. So what do you think is their psyche when you have to tell them that you don't eat that much? I think the, their first thing is, oh, she a girl. She thinks she's cute, so she's getting to eat in front of mm-hmm. me. It's like, no, I physically can't eat. Yeah. I would get sick. I would get bro. sick. Like- yeah. I physically can't do it. Got you. I was thinking he was thinking more so like if she don't really want to eat, then she don't really fuck with me like that. No. I didn't even think about that aspect. Yeah, because if somebody told me that, I wouldn't necessarily think like the reasons why she don't want it. Maybe she er earlier. Like I wouldn't. I don't know. No, Mary, that goes back to being honest when in the first part of dating. I let that be known to a certain extent. Hey, if we go out to dinner, I won't be able to finish my food because I physically can't finish it. Mm. Okay, what do you mean by that? Well, I had a surgery and mm-hmm. I just gotcha. can't finish my food right now. See, I wouldn't even, I would have never even thought about that aspect. Like, because we, we yeah. old and married and did it <laughs> and we both did it. So. But yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when you are dating, if you do, if, if you have the surgery, do you tell someone yeah. that you have that yeah, surgery? Yeah, like, that, that was like, actually, actually that was or, a big deal. Like, do I tell you now? Do I tell you later? But you want to go out to dinner? How see, do I, I explain my, this? For me, <laughs> Sorry, that's for me i don't mind telling people because i hate that's another pet peeve i hate when people who do get the surgery don't say nothing but they act like this is who they've been the they whole act time. like they're they just, like, they just been on the gym they change their diet and it happens oh like no. half the girls on instagram when they get plastic surgery i'm one of those well, people yeah, who- yeah plastic surgery too yeah. listen i'm not saying that you have to tell everybody but when people ask, I don't mind telling them, like... Mm-hmm. I'm completely different. I I'm have very, weight loss surgery. I'm like, very strategic about who I tell. Because I right. feel like I don't have to tell you. You're, you're not right. my family. You're not my you're friend. Right. Um, whatever I decide to tell you, I tell you. So a lot of times, mm-hmm. like in the industry, my beauty industry, they're asking you to be an asshole. They're not necessarily asking you because they want to implement gotcha. anything in their life. They're so being fair. They're being straight up assholes. That's fair. Oh, so that's I'm more so like, they asking you for more so gospel purposes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. could tell there's a difference between who you were back then and now. Mm-hmm. And they just want to figure out like how she how she lost all that weight. Why yeah. she why she quote so unquote looks so good now. So they're being nosy more. They're being, yeah, they're being nosy. To where some people I was straight up telling like, yeah, you know, I had the surgery, what's yeah. going on? I have clients who come up to me who has had the surgery based off of, you know, what I've been through in my story. Mm-hmm. And then I think it comes from the fact that I've lost weight and then how my body has snapped back. Yeah. People often will be like, Oh, so you had your body done, you had lipo. How am a lipo over hundred pounds? Yeah. How are we gonna do this, man? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. let's not be assholes. See, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that aspect. See, I understand being protective mm-hmm. of telling people. I guess just for me, it's just like, if you're going to flaunt your new self mm-hmm. and not and, and, and try to make it seem like it was something that you just did, mm-hmm. to me, you're taking away from the, the, you're taking away from the transparency of like the benefits of the surgery. Mm-hmm. Listen, I got the surgery and it forced me to be a better person mm-hmm. now 
I lost this amount. I lost this much weight doing this, but now I'm also in the gym. I was able to tone this up. So to me, that's the difference. Like tell, tell the whole story because there are people who see it and they don't understand that we're doing it because we're trying to change our lives. We're mm-hmm. trying to better ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we get the negative connotation of... Oh, and I think that's, that's why I'm way. not as open with it because gotcha. I, get the, I get more negative than I do positive. So I never know where the energy is going to stem from. So I just... Sometimes I just rather not have those deep conversations with mm. certain people. And that's that fair. It's your, it's your no, story no, 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 no. and it's your narrative. That's, yeah. that's definitely fair. Yeah. And then I feel like I have a podcast. I have an Instagram. Yeah. I have a whole documentary. Honey, come on now. Now, see, that is a little a, bit of due diligence. Will a get, lot. Yeah. That is a little different, though. That is a little different because you have discussed it already. Yeah. You, you've documented it. So, no, you don't necessarily need to say it again. I'm mm-hmm. talking about for the people who act like. Never had it done. Yeah. Like, and this I'm, was on me. Yeah, I'm also very vocal about having reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. sometime next year if I can. Got mm-hmm. you. You know, I'm very vocal about that. I don't think there's any wrong anything wrong with. Weight loss surgery or plastic surgery. I just think that we're not as transparent with it, like you said. We're definitely not. And and I, I agree with you. And if there's a mother who had a baby and her she want to fix herself, I don't see nothing wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, society makes it like, you, like you're not supposed to do it or you can't do it or, or whatever. I mean, I think everyone should do what makes them happy, mm-hmm. period. Fuck, fuck what other people think or what society tells us we're supposed to do like you got to do what's best for you um and, and you got to be happy so i agree with you yeah mm-hmm. if you want to go get your body done because it's gonna make you feel better i'm all for it only time i'm kind of against it is like if you're just doing it like if you're just gonna continue just changing 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 and you're still not happy then yeah that's, that's like yeah. that's like body dysmorphia and yeah. stuff like yeah. that that's i would a, say that yeah. i would say i deal with that as well okay in terms of body dysmorphia. is it a racial thing because i don't feel like white people they definitely, they definitely deal with that. They got it. Oh yeah, they got whole stories on um, mm-hmm. TLC about that. It's a, I think it's I think maybe it's more like you probably see it more in women than men. I think it's more like gender than race. Mm-hmm. Like it's like that, not that men don't have it because I've seen episode, like episodes of like shows where guys have it too. But women, there's a lot of um, stress and mm-hmm. um, emphasis placed on our bodies than men. You know, and that's I think it, it help it precipitates like people's own view points of their body because we all have things that we feel like are insecure about or flaws about and then Mm -hmm. you have like the world kind of telling you like picking you apart at Mm -hmm. the same time it's really you know it's hard you know um but um as to kind of make sure we bring steven back into the fold (laughs) as well oh i was still on the show yes (laughs) but what just you know i guess in your own way if you you if you have a an, an opinion, it's just like what has it been for you like watching your friend go through this evolution like because and as someone who is at least you know who is by all accounts at the first glance a healthy human being right um, I have some pork you had some pork okay <laughs> I have some pork okay you know I'm trying I, I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to make any assumptions but just like watching her from the from the outside looking in and her her evolution and her change and her struggles and things like that just what has that been for you from that perspective um i think once she got it done was a bit difficult because i'll be honest like i'm a very black and white person like if there's shit i can control then i'll put energy to it towards it if it's something i can't really control then it's like i don't really complain about it or mm-hmm. i don't put energy towards it cuz it's pointless 
So when she first got it done, it was kind of like somewhat difficult because it's like she's going through this emotional roller coaster and I'm not as emotional. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of hard to be not even hard to be a good friend, but I had to make a better effort at being supportive while she goes through these things because it's like the the energy or the information or whatever feedback that she's giving is not necessarily like this is it's not necessarily like it's a huge thing but this is just something that she's dealing with right now Mm -hmm. and i just gotta tell myself like okay this is not how she's going to feel or Mm -hmm. be for the long term like eventually you know things will get better eventually she'll be at a more grounded place Mm -hmm. um it definitely was like a, a shock i think we went i think the first time we hung out after you had the surgery i think we was with aaron from vital information we went to that taco spot and you had like maybe a taco and i was just sitting there i didn't say anything but i was like wow Mm -hmm. like that's crazy like i just had like four of them joints (laughs) and you just had one so that was kind of crazy and yeah it was just being like just being mindful like things that i would say because we again we've had a a a long-standing friendship so We've said reckless things to each other on countless occasions. Thanks. Some things may have offended us. Some things may not. But just being more mindful about mm-hmm. things that I say and being more mindful of certain things. Or when she says, you know, I'm not feeling too well. I can't make it to the studio. I was like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like not, you know, taking that as a personal thing. Like, yeah. yes, this is a commitment. But at the same time, I want your health to be yeah. the most important thing. Because I could have easily been like, all right. Well, you're going to have this surgery. We got to get this show on the road. So I think you should just like dip. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I sat down with her and asked her, like, what is it that you want to do? Because there's no way for me to tell, like, is this going to be something you recover from in four months? Yeah. In a year, three, four years from now, she wanted to continue. So I was like, all right, bet. We keep giving motherfuckers what they want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think for me, it was just more so just like being mindful, being supportive, but at the same time of like also kind of like being somewhat of like a stern parent. Yeah. Because she'll be transparent, but like, yo, I fucked up and I had this, this, that, and the third. I'm like, yo, fam, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you went through all of this hardship and then you fucking up in this place. Like, you know better. Like, you're an adult. Mm-hmm. You should be doing better. So it's like, See, it's like trying to find like tough. a healthy. Yeah, that's trying tough. To find, and that's when I get mad at him. Yeah. Because although. You ha- you're still a human, and then yes. sometimes you get to a point where you just get frustrated. And it's like, yeah. well, why can't I eat this? Mm-hmm. Like, why is my body telling me no? Like, yeah. to the point to where I can eat ice cream, but certain brands of ice cream mess me up. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, had chocolate it, ice cream, mm-hmm. and I got really sick for a whole day. Mm-hmm. I was acid reflux vomiting. And he was just like, well, why would you do that? I'm like, I just wanted to taste it. Yeah. <laughs> but even with that. But yeah, right. but even with that, it's like trying to find a healthy balance. Like, yeah, I'm. But I may having, have gotten upset at that time. Her having chocolate ice cream is not necessarily a negative thing because, again, you could have had it and it could have been great. Like, yeah, like I literally don't really. Know she's she's a after you get the surgery, you have to. Everything is trial and error. It's a yeah. crap shoe. Still, everything. even a year later, I still get sick off certain things. I'm like everything. Like, it's certain stuff that I used to be able to eat that. I don't want it. Like I don't want rice. I don't want no carbs. I have to take Harbor Medicine every morning because mm-hmm. it's just I get fuller faster. It, it, it sometimes it goes down funny. Like and and to me it's so crazy. Like, but I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. I can see you saying like, "Come on, you know better." But I can also see 
being that person, like, yo, I just want this. I just want to fucking, I just want to like, have this. I've had munchkins today and I'm not even going to eat it, but I just want it to taste something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you just want like a nibble. Yeah. And then, but then I'm sometimes fine. it's like a nibble, you'll be fine. And then you can mm-hmm. have like a whole one, yeah. you'll be fine. And sometimes you have a nibble and then like you fucking like praying to the porcelain <laughs> gods for the rest of the day. For, for mm-hmm. eight months straight, at least three times a week, I dealt with acid reflux. Mm-hmm. And that was the worst. Yeah. See, I didn't I'm have finally it as coming bad. out of that. I have to take it like Danny has it. I have to take I, I have to take Prevacid every like day because I, the liquid but, one. I take like just the two like okay. pills and it it works fine, but it's just like I have to take it every day. Otherwise, like sometimes it's like immediately, or sometimes it's by like mid morning, afternoon, where I'm like feel I feel like yeah, it's just like it's all See, sitting right here. As, only time I've had acid reflux. I mean, depending on what I was eating. But also, like, if I ate and then I went to bed, sometimes I'll, I'll have it. I, I can't eat or drink too close to fall, laying down to fall asleep because I will, like, wake up and start, like, choking. Like, I'll start coughing and I can feel it. Like, like mm-hmm. it's like it, like my stomach. I can't be vertical and then, like, right, go right to sleep or whatever like because I have to, like, jump up. Like, I drink, I drink lactate, lactate now. Yeah. It's just easier. Yeah, like, don't even worry about I'll dairy fucking you up. Okay. Or rice milk. I do soy milk. I do, like, vanilla soy. But yeah, it's just interesting. Like we interesting. we all doing things differently now for the better of our you know our lives, our lifetimes, our kids, all that stuff like that. Because um, like there was a lot of people who like went even when they were like coming to the seminars and stuff like that. A lot of couples were there because it was like they were both getting it, or like the white the woman was getting it because fertility and things mm-hmm. like that. And like I don't take it for granted that like I got pregnant a second I wanted to get pregnant. And it makes anything makes me more nervous now because I'm like, we were, I was like, listen, I was like, we had no problem before. Yeah, sir. That's what triplets. After you have the surgery, you're making a lot of money out here. Thank you. He's wilding out right now. A lot of money out here. He's the breadwinner. Listen, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for her to be like, babe, you could be a stay-at-home dad. You were as a teacher. Okay, I work. I work in education. Teachers do make some money. I work in education. Let's not act like they don't. Well, what I'm saying is that you gonna be hard pressed to find me carrying triplets. (laughs) Listen, God knows what God knows. So if you come out with triplets, just that's what God wanted, right? Um, Cry, ball. (laughs) I'm banking for twins. Okay. Two, I, I used two, to want uh, twins and then I'm I had one and I was like, yeah. yeah. But at this point, <laughs> at this point, it's also, I'm 50-50 with having children at this point, too. Yeah. Mm, same. So, yeah. It's, it's, That's fair. It's fair. It's a lot of people like that are... Like a lot, I feel like there's a lot of people our age who are like and that's okay parents or who are like, you know what? I might be cool with being like auntie and uncle. And know? I want to say and, that's okay. And that's really okay. Society, Thank you Society for makes that. it seem like you have to have the kids. And if that's not what you want, that's not what yeah. you want. Aunties I and definitely uncles make the world the black, go around. Uh, I say that all the time. I definitely had the black on my pops recently about that. Because mm-hmm. he was like, yo, what are, you, like, what are you doing? Like, you're about to be 33. Like, where's the wife? Where's the kids? I'm like, fam, I just now got some coins. Like, let me be selfish first yeah. and then figure out whether I want that. Yeah. It's and then at the same time, a lot of people never ask you what it is that you want. Yeah. They always just like, you should be doing this. this. Yeah. And then, I mean, the major issue is like, for us men, we can have kids for like forever. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, we're not on like a biological clock that after a certain age, our life is threatened. Yeah. Whereas for women, it's kind of like once you get a certain age, the child maybe have complications, complications, or um, you're a high risk pregnancy. Yeah, so it's a little bit different for women, but I just but it's still not valid. No, go ahead. Now I was gonna say this is that was a I think this is gonna be a great segue into our quarrel. Okay. 
because our quarrel is based off of what we were talking about earlier. Yes, which is about children. Yes. And pregnancy and all those things. Yes. And so um, just so that way we can all be on the same page and we can reveal that to you, which is basically the quarrel is how much maybe how much say how much say should your partner, your male partner in this case, have in the number of children that you ultimately have? Well, no. The quarrel was just how much say should well at least where I was going was okay. What? How much say should uh, the male have in the sense that me and you are dating. Mm-hmm. I don't want kids. You want kids. You get pregnant. I tell you I don't want kids, but you make that decision. Okay, and she that person has to live with it. Yikes. You don't, no, but, <laughs> but we have to deal with it in the sense of if that man told you I don't want no kids, I'm not going to be there. You're like mad. You're saying he's a deadbeat. But then don't do the things to get... Pregnant. But it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You're I'm, t- I'm kind of with TJ on this one. You're telling me, you're telling me that it's a 50-50. This is, uh, this is something that we have decided. But on certain things, it's like, well, the, the woman is pregnant. She gets to say. I just feel like in 2019, almost 2020, that there are many ways for you to, to prevent pregnancy. 100%. So therefore, yeah, if you, 100%. if you, if you, but those things aren't a hundred percent. They aren't a hundred percent, but so then devil's know. advocate, mm-hmm. the guy wants the baby. The woman doesn't, the guy doesn't have a say, right? Because it's, because it's in you. Correct. And I, you don't see nothing wrong with that. I, no, I don't. I just, because this is, this is one of the few things in our, you know, in the world that, it's only, it really only impacts one person for the bulk of the time, and at least in the beginning. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, when TJ and I have the conversation about how many children, right, we want. So we already got one. I never, I never wanted just one child. So I definitely am all on board for two, right, mm-hmm. for having another one. He always says that he wants four, but then he's like willing to compromise on three. So now I have to Don't be... Don't put the air quotes on it. So... It is a compromise. So what I, what I am saying is like, let's... I say like, let's see what two feels like and then we can revisit the thought after two, a second child is here. Mm-hmm. Because it's my belief that like, when it comes down to things like pregnancy and, and childbirth and stuff like that, it... Yes, it takes two to create a life, but as far as the carrying and the birthing and really a lot of the legwork in the beginning it falls on to the woman the woman mm-hmm. so that's so she has so what that's what you're made for if you don't get the fuck out of here are, so are you not made yes and this and is so if i'm made to do it them. then it's my decision to make <laughs> i'm just saying y'all are i was with you nah, <laughs> thank you okay. but we, just when because i say we're, made just for because it, we're built what I'm saying is that men designed. cannot carry babies. It's, so it's something that we just cannot do. You're looking do. at it from a scientific point of view, which I totally understand. But when it comes to actually having to carry a human inside of you and the things you go through physically, we just spoke about high-risk pregnancies. Do I really want to put my body through that? Like, do I want to... That's fair. Every pregnancy is high-risk from the beginning, whether your doctor tells you that or not. Because anything can happen. Agreed. And anything mm-hmm. can go wrong. And then the older we get as women, we have to keep that in mind. So mm-hmm. then it's just like, okay, I have one. I want to have another one. But by the time I get to the third one, how is my body going to be able to handle that? Some women get to the third one and they can't have another baby because they dealt with so many other things before or so many things are happening now with their body. And that's where you get like surrogates or you have Gabrielle Union who just couldn't, and just couldn't, couldn't do it. The, yeah. She, she couldn't, couldn't keep pregnant, but she couldn't, she couldn't, couldn't keep stay pregnant. Yeah. That's fair. And, and it's, 
things like that that as women we have to think about especially it when wears it on gets you. to age yeah, it wears, it you wears down. on you and it's like it's it's a very good it's point. a mental thing yeah too. and i think that's i think that's a it's thing that mental. i have been and trying a desire to desire thing also i think that's a thing i've been trying to convey to tj when it comes to like which is like the look at his face your body, <laughs> no because your body i'm like, listening because i keep telling when we talk about this i'm like i'm someone who had no problems conceiving i had all things considered a very healthy yes. run of the mill pregnancy up until having to have a C section, right? Yep. And even with that being said, it was a lot. It's a lot for your body to go through and to still be to still be expected to be a functioning part, member of society to go to work up until like the last I worked till my due date. And so That's because you're an overachiever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See. You've been overachieving all so, your life. So with that being said, just excelling and now, and shit. Exactly. And now it's now she it's found out I she am, was pregnant like the day of. Like Because I knew quick. my body. Something was different. I felt it. Only Danny would be like, Oh, I'm off. Let me just go buy a pregnancy test. We I'm were need, trying to get pregnant, so we anyway. needed pregnancy tests in the house. Man, and it was like no, buy three, get one free. So I was like, I'm gonna use the freebie, I have to pee. And it just came back positive, so I wasn't. Stupid early. I was. I wasn't prepared for that. I thought it was going. I didn't know it was going to happen like that. Okay, but the See, point is. Playing with God. The point. <laughs> the point is, is that the decision is between me and God. That's like, the best one yet. It's between me and God. So, things like, if you meet somebody, first of all, that's an open, honest lines of communication. If Naima meets somebody who's like. I don't want children, period. And Naima's like 50-50 on having kids. And that may not be, unless she's, you know, decides to go to the 100 side of no having kids, then that probably isn't the person she needs to be mm-hmm. laying with and, and spending her life with because that's going to create unnecessary problems because, mm-hmm. you know, there are going to be people who are like, well, I slept with this person, I didn't want kids, but now she's pregnant, so I'm going to be the step up dad, step up step up into my responsibilities and there's going to be people who peace out mm-hmm. because some people are, you know, not good human beings but at the same time it's like that's why you have to have those conversations however whether or not a woman keeps the child that she conceives because she wants to or she aborts the child because she doesn't want to and even if the, the father wants it's her choice, it's her choice regardless, period regardless and of the number the of wants. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it is I mean you kind of are you're, you're saying that it's hard that it's, a, it's, 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 it's really, easy it, but it's, I think it's just it's the reality hard. of it it's like one of the few things in this world where women really should have 100% domain over what they decide because ultimately it's my body it's my body it's my body that's why you when you talk about being pro-choice and stuff like that because nobody with something swinging between their legs should have the complete say over what I do with my body, mm-hmm. and it's rooms full of men making decisions yes. about women's bodies. I I agree, with and you they on don't that. carry it. You don't go through that stuff. I agree with that, but I'm. I guess my aspect is, if that man tells you I do not want kids, you get pregnant, and he says, "Listen, I'm not going to be there." You're still going to have that kid because you have that choice. If that, but yes, because it's your choice. If she decides to, if a woman decides that I will raise a child by myself, there's women who do it all the time. I mean, and yeah, they say, my homegirl does that. And I don't know. I'm starting to feel like that shit is weird. Because it's almost like she's cheating the kids out of a relationship a, with their father. And that's a fair point to be made. It's just, and it's a, and I'm not saying it's a perfect decision, but it's just, to me, it, these are just one of the, one of the handful, like maybe on one hand decisions that a woman can make 
by herself unilaterally about what she wants to do because it's her body. Yes, you yeah. guys contribute. I feel like there needs I agree to be with uh, your opinion I, can be taken into yeah. consideration, but ultimately the end decision is the woman's. I agree with TJ in this aspect because I tell women this all the time. If this man tell you he don't want no baby and you keep it, whatever consequences come after that is solely on you. And, and you need to be able fair. to deal with it. But what happens is a lot of these these women don't want to deal with that. They're upset because he don't want to be around. It's like, but this man told you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how can you make him do something he told you he didn't want from the very beginning? Yeah. And that's that's my issue when it it comes to that. And I think that's what you, you were trying to get Do you think he still has a financial obligation, though? No. I was just about to ask that. No. I'm saying no. I don't think... I, I'm saying no. I think that... If, if I told you I didn't want this and, and you forced, you forced hand, this on me, that's I shouldn't have to suffer because this is what you decided that you wanted. And because you have the power, you can say, I'm, this is what we're going to do. I mean, right. and I'm, Personally. I'm not and I'm not like I'm not for or against that. I'll say that much. Like, I, I, I can see it from both sides with that one. But I just think, one, I just think that like, huh? I think there should be more stipulations. I think that people need to make sure that they're being careful. And I know accidents happen because I shit, I'm an accident. But, you know, mm-hmm. but, I was I was a plan. Okay, but yet here we are. So, um, double yikes. All, all I'm saying is I was playing. I you think you better than me? No. Okay. We're in the same boat. Exactly. So, <laughs> with that being you. said, I just feel like when that, that hair ha- grow. Shut yeah, up. Get out of here. He said the inches make you act up. Uh, I'm sick of him. So, <laughs> I just think that this is just one of those few things. Like we and we live in a world and a society where like women always get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Let's not even add like intersectionality when you had like race and you know orientation and all that other stuff like that. We talking about just men and women. Like we always come up fucking short. This world was not made for us. It wasn't made by us. Even though, it, even though in many ways it was put on our backs and we we help things go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it to me it's just like it's this is a reality of like whether or not I want to have a child, how many children I want to have. It really does come down to what I want because mm-hmm. I'm doing the I'm doing the legwork leg for work. the first forty weeks, the mm-hmm. first ten months. I'm doing. All of the growing, all of the gestating, eyeballs, elbows, kneecaps. It's because me. that's Don't what, look at me, look it's at a, him. No. That it's is what fault. you are built to do. Okay, yeah, we're not we're not necessarily complaining about have it. No way it. Of, it's of my doing factory that. and I'm the CEO of but it. But we still are there for you. For moral support. Moral support. All right, but But you will never be pregnant. You will never right. give birth. You will never experience Unfortunately, that. that's that's something that we can't. We, so your opinion is valid, and it will be taken under advisement. But ultimately, it, you this, have a choice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is terrible. It's not terrible. That's the reality. This is America. It's, no, this is yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's America. <laughs> so this is America. Welcome. Exactly. Join us, why don't you? We're gonna tell you what it is. You won't have no say. And this, you know what? He trying. Let to me hurt. ask you. This is this will be my last question before we wrap up. Do you think that... Okay. Does <laughs> Tatum have 100% domain over her body? In what way? When she's 27 years old, 29 years old, and she and her husband, let's say, they want to have a family, and she says, I want two children, period. And Or, like, you know, I want a child. That's and, something that they should talk about beforehand. Before, should, before okay. getting married, they should have that communication on what their expectations and wants are. Okay, okay. And then go from there. Let me back up then. Go ahead. I'll, before we get to that point, because that is fair as far as, like, when you're in a, a, relation, a, a partnership. But she should have domain over her body about whether or not she carries a life or not. So let's say she's pregnant. Let's say she's out there. She's in college. She's out there thighing and bopping. And let's say she gets pregnant. And she gets pregnant. And... 
She doesn't want this baby, but her she, boyfriend does. She doesn't want this baby, but the boyfriend does. Then what? Oh, that's tough. Who has a say? <laughs> he already know the answer. He's a good guy. But <laughs> he, what is? But what? He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He wants to be stand-up there. Stand up guy. And he's everything. a stand up guy. We stand-up like him. Guy. He's been to Thanksgiving. He's respectful. But Tatum is like, I am twenty two, and I don't and want I'm kids. And I'm not ready. And I don't want ready. kids at this moment. Yeah. Right. But I'm gonna be with this guy. She might marry him. She might in marry five him. more years. But she is. Who, who has a say? Who has final say over Tatum? I mean, Tatum does. Okay. We then. know that, but I'm not. You're thinking it from a I'm not arguing that, that point. I, I understand that women have the right to say. What I'm trying to say is that. Whether men should have more say? Should men have it? Definitely have it. It's you have it's it. You should be taking into consideration. It's a that's what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. I'm yeah, saying that. Totally taking a conversation. Yeah, but sometimes the final it's not say is hers. There's a lot of people who don't don't have a say. Again, I don't that's want. The, that's the, that's I don't want kids. I do yeah. not want kids. You got pregnant, and you said, "I don't care. I don't care what you want. I don't care what our conversation was. I'm making the decision." And they should deal with the consequences of... But they don't. And that's my issue. My, that issue, is... my issue is now they're like, this man is a deadbeat. I'm going to get him for everything I can just because he's the father. And he didn't even have a, he didn't, he didn't even have a choice. I think that comes from more of a them wanting to be with the person more than just okay. it being a baby. Yeah. I think that about that, being a mother, yeah. about yeah. being like, you know what, I don't believe... I'm, pro, even, I'm, I'm not... I personally don't agree with abortion or whatever else like right. that. That's real. But so I think that the, I, I agree with Naima. I feel like those particular people, it was about trying to do something to salvage your relationship versus being yeah. like, you know what, we don't agree with this, but I'm going to relinquish, you know, your your rights. your rights. You don't like this is I'm going to do this on my own. And I get what Stephen's point saying is like, is that depriving them of a parent or something like that? But because there's probably there's. The same way how I there's mean, been women who's had babies with men who didn't want them. That is something. There's been men, there's been women who's had who have had babies for men when they didn't want it and pass it over to a father because that also exists as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and is that is that that's also some, being selfish because it's like it's depriving a child of a mother? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I think it's definitely to be mindful of. Yeah, because she did it the first time and I was like, okay, cool. But now she has another one and I've never seen a photograph or anything with the father involved. So it's like now you're raising two boys. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I highly doubt is the same the father. So it's like the cycle's continuing. Yeah, it's and, like and now you're raising that. While you could be top five mother of all time, like there's still something about having you a father in the home. Yeah. That well, you know, father, I think it's just about yeah about two parents. I just think that like there's in there's, one one tidbit of like learning about being a parent, like not even just mother versus father, is like it it takes a village. Yeah. It mm-hmm. takes and like and and the day-to-day like it really takes like two people to really kind of like finagle it with this like one human oftentimes because they're just a lot kids are a lot and then imagine when the kids start to get older and like they're going to school and they're seeing all of their friends with both of their parents and it's always just my mom picking me up like it's a weird dynamic but that's not my position to comment on no i i mean i think it's a good thing i mean it's a good topic to talk about because so, like, a few episodes ago, we talked about having kids old. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Is it fair? Is it fair? Because if you're having kids at 50, 60, and now when your child is 20, you're 70, like... You don't have that much you know time I mean? to yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that selfish? 
I think that's why I'm at the point where I'm 50 50 with it now. Like, I don't want to get too old to it. I can't enjoy my children, and my children can't enjoy me. But I also feel like society has made it seem like you got to have kids at, at in your 20s. They definitely make it seem that way. And then like, it's just kind of like, well, when I hit 30, weird. I was like, oh shit, this is still young. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad. I, so I'm, I'm I think I think those conversations would, we we, we, we gotta kind of talk about not and, and break down. Like, yeah. well, I don't even think it's a conversation. It's more so there's no sexual education, so kids is out. Mm. Kids are literally having unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just nasty. So <laughs> and, and using and using wild wait wild shit. Wait till I tell you the things I've heard about kids using as like forms of protection. This shit is disgusting. But to go back to what you guys said about being married and mm-hmm. having babies, um, you know Jeannie Mai, she's yeah. a co-host. She always talked about how her and her husband were okay with not having children. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 years later in their marriage, all of a sudden he wants to have a children. And that's pretty much why they broke up. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately after that, he, he had, a had a baby. So it was like, at what point, like when he was with her, she told him, I don't want to have children. Mm-hmm. And he said he was okay with that. So is that his fault? For joining into a marriage and then getting upset about it later on that she still didn't change her mind. I think he I got think into it thinking that she was going to change her mind at some point and mm-hmm. want to have a kid because I think she was well, other assumption. people. Yeah, I think he was wrong for that. I don't think it's wrong if that if he went into it saying, no, I don't want kids. And then ultimately over time changed his mind because right. you have the, you reserve the right. Mm-hmm. Everybody right. has a right to change their mind. Yeah. I would but have to it was just that, about their conversation. But it, it's not fair to make... Her. her feel bad feel bad about no. yeah, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. if she never want kids and still don't then that's yeah. her business yeah i think that's more so like a one-off situation like you don't hear stories like that on the often mm-hmm. it's usually they were transparent from the jump yeah. and then things eventually happen things happen and then it's like yo yeah. I, I already told you what it is so that's like what you call it um i mean unrelated but similar uh nikki bella and john cena because oh. he didn't want to get remarried he never wanted to get married again, and he doesn't want kids. And she wanted to get married, and she wants kids. And like, but she loved him. She loved him, so she kept putting up with it. And he kind of caved and proposed to her. But then, like, they they broke up. Like yeah, six months after, like, what the yeah. crap? six yeah. months after they got engaged, because it was like it just wasn't like you can't it put a square real. peg into a round hole. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but John wanted her. He he was he was ready to turn turn everything back. So I mean, I just think having conversations is important. In the case of if, if it was Tatum with whomever, she should have that conversation beforehand. I feel like but. I feel like we have to have the open communication and we need to express exactly what we want. And if the, your partner doesn't match that, it may be best for y'all to just remain friends as opposed to trying to make it work or thinking, I'm going to marry you still and maybe you'll change your mind because then you get into these issues. Marriage don't change. Nothing but your name. Well, I mean, no, it changes things more than that. But having those conversations matter because no, I, I people mean, do change their minds. And you don't want to just sign times, up for some shit that's... A lot of times we don't have conversations. Or we may have touched it, but we didn't really dig deep, dig into, deep into, into it, it. to really understand. Again, yeah. if you're marrying somebody, this is supposed to be for life. So you need to really think about the for life. <laughs> the, just, the events along the way yeah. of a lifetime. And have those conversations before it's like... All right, we're ready to have kids now. How many kids do you want? Oh, you you don't you don't want any kids, but you know what I mean. We never had this conversation. Now it's too late, and now you're bickering and you're fighting and stuff like that. So, well, but so, based off of this quarrel, Danny, thanks I, to Naima. 
you won. Thanks. Uh, whatever. I'll take it. Girl power. <laughs> she was able to like really articulate. You just, make it it just make no. Sense. It's just like most things where if you hear from another, another party, then it makes sense. But it's been stuff all. I've been saying for forever. Gotcha. Okay. But y'all, we want to thank y'all so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you for the invite. I did. And we've been like, I knew we were gonna be chopping it up for a long time, so I wasn't surprised at the, <laughs> at the runtime. But guys, thank you so much. Can you just let everybody know where they can find sophisticated <laughs> ignorance? You can do it. I always do it. And y'all, as individuals, do you do it this time. Nah, you get in your bag, Steven. Don't do it. I really don't. Do flowing. Exactly. I really don't be in my do bag. I be fucking up all the time. Do it. Every week. Do it. Do it. You should do it. Do it. Fine. Uh, you can find us on all streaming platforms, Sophisticated <laughs> Ignorance. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram, SI Podcast. Mm-hmm. All of our personal pages are also tagged. You can go straight to the website as well, SIPodcast.com. Send us emails, send us feedback. You know, we will talk shit with y'all. We'll tell you you're wrong. And we have a YouTube. Yeah, and keep um, Mm. texting Naima crazy shit so she could screenshot it and send it to me so I could post it on the page. Oh my God. (laughs) Guys, thank you. You can always catch us at uh, Twitter, Lovers Coral 7. You know it. IG, Lovers Coral Show. Email. Show at gmail.com. Yes, all the ways Thought to get I was to mess that up. No, you aren't. You good. You good, baby. Um, but yeah, we, this has just been another great episode of Lovers yes. Coral. We thank our guests, Naima and Steven of Sophisticated Ignorance Podcast, um, for being our guests. And you know that, as always, I am your girl, Danny. I'm your guy, TJ. And we fuss. We fight. But, but we, we love. love. Bye. Bye. I thought you was about to hit me. I was like, <laughs> no, I did too. No, I did too. Yeah. Really? I, was like, oh. I thought it was a pound or she was <laughs> like about to swing. Exactly. Yeah. I just want y'all to know. I'm not that violent. <laughs> you from Queens. Really? Really? Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.